Yeah, man. What's happening, everybody? I'm back. <laughs> back again, huh? We uh, we uh, we 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 uh, we are putting them out again. Yeah, we're putting them out. <laughs> Let's get the shows out of the way. Um, we got uh Claremont uh coming up on a. That's my show, um, December 29th at, uh, Cl uh, at Claremont, in the city of Claremont, California, at Flappers Comedy Club. And um, that's going to show is going to be at 8 p.m. And that's me, um, Gracie Armijo, and Johnny Roque, plus a special guest. And what else do we have coming up? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Imperial. Uh, we have a uh, over here fucking brain fog. The shit's right in front of my fucking face. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here. Uh, in Echo Park Club Bahia, that's um, the 9th of uh, December this week. And that's going to be their uh, comedy pop-up show. I'll be hosting. Uh, we got Monique Marvez and I think uh, Joey Medina and a couple other comics are going to be on the show. So that'll be cool. Also, another uh, show with Felipe Esparza. And that's going to be at Harlow's... Um, um, nightclub in Sacramento, California with Toby Hicks. There's going to be two shows and, uh, I'm just informed that the second show sold out and there's still a little bit of tickets left for the first show and you can get tickets at Harlow's, uh, dot, uh, com and that's H A R L O W S Sacramento. We will see you on Saturday, December 10th. Yeah, man. And also a little word from our, uh, sponsor, uh, La Cucaracha Pest Control in Los Angeles. When you're going to want to get rid you get the kid, you get the cucaracha kid, whether it's bed bugs, whether it's rodents, whether it's roaches, whether it's uh, ants, spiders, whatever. Just call uh, La Cucaracha Pest Control, and that's area code 323-221. Uh, uh, they're on Yelp in the Los Angeles area. Hell yeah, that was fucking quick as fuck, huh? Oh yeah, and I was gonna let you guys know about my. I was gone. I went on a little trip. I feel way better now because I was sick. I mean, that's earlier in the week here in Vegas. I'm in Las Vegas with Edwin San Juan, by the way, at the V Theater, and uh, at Planet Hollywood. We'll be here till Sunday, the fourth. Will be the last show. We got one show today and one show tomorrow, and also be uh, performing at the Stratosphere tonight. Uh, that's Saturday. Uh, if you guys hear it, if you didn't hear it, I apologize. And uh, yeah, so. Um, yeah, man, fucking, uh, Yosemite, man, we went to Yosemite too, so the first day was, uh, the Sequoia, uh, the Sequoia, um, uh, the Sequoias, uh, Kings Canyon, right there, you know, Sequoia National Park, and, uh, that was awesome, and then the second day we went to Yosemite, which was cool, which was really, really cool, and that, that was more like, um, um, breathtaking or uh as far as like just pretty i was pretty like fucking really really tripping out on like how high we got i mean also even in uh sequoias we got up to six thousand uh, uh feet elevation but we uh we climbed and climbed and it was a uh, super awesome and uh the other cool thing is we got to go on a train we we did a like a tour on the train that was like super uh super cool through the um i think it was a sugar prine railroad by an old uh, uh, lumber company right there in uh, uh, the uh, in in the Yosemite Mountains, and that was like super cool. And uh, yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, it was it was cool. The only thing about <laughs> Sequoia uh, opposed to um, Yosemite, Yosemite was cold as hell, like super cold, like cold, like cold, 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 like brrr, cold. And, uh, yeah, it was cool. It was really, really cool. And we got there a little late. Um, we went to the, uh, <laughs> we, we went to, uh, we went to the, uh, uh, the train that was like super cool. 
uh, to tell us the little history and we went inside i mean train ride was like i think it was like an hour long and that was uh that was awesome that was cool um it was the yosemite uh, mountain sugar pine uh railroad i don't know if you guys ever done it they had a cool little gift shop and then you know there's a guy in there and it was an og steam train too you know powered by coal and um he's telling you the whole stories about it all and everything so it was cool like you know when they're chopping wood and you know went through the recession or in the depression back in the 30s almost went broke and stuff like that but we the the higher we climbed you know it was uh it was it was it was breathtaking it was beautiful man really you can see all the snow caps and you can see the snow coming in and it was a trip because we went up there with no uh with no uh no snow chains or nothing no four wheel drive you know and we were like, all right. We talked to some dude that was like a photographer, pretty bad photographer. He's like, oh, you guys don't have nothing to worry about. So we're like, all right, cool. So, you know, we continue up there. We get off in a couple spots. We take pictures of the waterfalls and then uh, the big old uh, uh, picturesque mountains and all that. And uh, uh, it was a trip. We start skipping rock. It starts getting colder. And, uh, you know, we start going home and stuff. You know, we're going to go back home. And it was a trip because... <laughs> You know, we we weren't even everything was cool, right? You know, you know it's chilling. It's me and my shine, and we're chilling, and um, everything's cool, and uh, we're driving, and uh, we're just gonna go back up the way we came up the forty one, right? So we go up there, and like I don't know if you guys ever been to uh, Yosemite, and I, we didn't even go through the whole thing, go into the valley or go into the uh, the other like uh, the glacier points that they have. I mean, we were just very to the beginning of it to the four in the forty one. So we go up there and we go return. We're going back and it starts like snowing a little bit. Like you can see like, you know, it's it's rain, but it's not rain. It's like fine rain. And we start going up and uh, right by the tunnel, it's just backed up. Like, uh, and I'm like, dude, what the hell is going on, dude? So we're sitting there for like 20 minutes. I'm like, all right, I'm going to put this shit in park. Chill out right here. We're in the tunnel. I'm just going to walk and see what's going on. So I walk. I do about a little uh, eight eight minute walk. And all these cars are like piled up and like all curved and like crashed and not like necessarily a crash like like there was an accident, but more like, you know, like bumped up against each other. And then there was like a couple cars that were just left right there on the on the road on the 41. I'm like, what the fuck? People are all arguing and shit, like almost getting into fights over this shit. Well, where's the people at? Don't yell at me. People are trying to put on their chains and shit. It's kind of like, it's like a little, a little, uh, it's a pandemonium going on. It was kind of crazy. I was like, oh my God, dude. So I'm starting to trip out, but you know, I'm like the man and shit. So I got to fucking act like everything's cool. So I'm over here trying to talk to people. Hey man, you got any extra chains? Well, I got two extras, but I don't know if I'm going to use them, but I'll let you know. And like, I'm fucking, I'm like, Jesus Christ, I fucked up. You know, how the fuck are we going to get down the 41? And it's super steep and icy and shit. You know, I'm on a two-wheel drive truck, but, you know, fuck it. You got to do what you got to do, playboy. <laughs> this is Now you got to start stepping up, man. And that was a trip, dude. I was like, fuck, dude. First time as an adult out on, like, a little expedition journey, small little getaway vacation. I'm, like, fucking sitting there going, damn. You know, I've drove it in the snow in, like, you know, Chi-Town and shit. You know, Melrose Park, Cicero, the you know, the city, fucking, um... What's that other, like, on the outside where that mall is? Uh, Schomburg and shit in Illinois. I can handle that shit, you know, because you're not going up any steep shit. And this is, you're in the fucking mountains at 6,000 feet elevation, dude. So I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And the Rangers haven't got there yet. Everybody's screaming. People are like, it was funny. There was, like, some Middle Eastern dudes, you know, and they're all partying. Oh, 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 
had their music all fucking ding, 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 playing and shit. And they were all like having fun. And by the time I got back down towards the my truck, they're all like arguing and shit. What are we going to do? I don't understand. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> then I was like, damn. And there was other like couples. You could tell that they were fighting inside the cars. Like, what are we going to do, Jason? I don't know, Samantha. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you could tell all that shit's going on. And they had a little dog in there. The little dog was like, <laughs> and it was trippy man so i was like fuck dude what the fuck am i gonna do so i'm walking back to the truck and right in front of me there's a, a british dude inside of a, a rented a mustang and shit he didn't have any chains i hit him up you got chains oh no mate i ain't got no chains and so i'm like what are you gonna do he's all mate i came in here up through san francisco through the 140 so i'm just gonna go back down and low gear and take the 140 out I don't think there's going to be snow that way. Yeah, it's horrible this way. It's quicker to get out. But if we go the other way, you know, mate, probably get out there quick, a little, little bit more time, but we'll be able to get out. You know, there'll be no snow. And I was like, motherfuckers went from sounding like a fucking British dude to an Irish dude. <laughs> so I told him, I'm on, you know what? Fuck it, dude. I'll follow you out. We'll go back the opposite way down to the 41. We'll catch the 140. That fool will take off to San Francisco that way. And then I can cut across the fucking 49. And then I can get to fucking Oakhurst where we were staying. And basically we'll go all the way around. We'll do a big ass circle. But you know what? We ain't fucking staying in this truck. There was people like staying in their vehicles already. And like, you know, just going to call it a fucking night. Fuck that, dude. There's no fucking way I'm doing that. And it's like, dude, I had two other people with me. That's not going to fucking happen, dude. So I get back to the truck. I tell my shine what we're going to do. She had a little face like, oh, my God. But I was like, dude, we got to go. And we just did that. We followed him out cautiously and fucking low gear like a motherfucker. I never even used the low gears in my truck and shit. And then that fool was like kind of getting away from me, going kind of fast. I'm like, fuck. She's all catch up to him. I am. All right. We're cool. We're cool. And um, it was a while, man, to get us out of there, man. It was it was, it was a trip. And it was snowing, dude, on the way out. And uh we made it, dude. It was like a two and a half hour little drive and shit. We stopped for the restroom and <laughs> right there at the 140 and the 49, it was like 50 people in line. And I swear to God, it was like this dude took the dirtiest, stinkiest shit in this Chevron. I swear to God, it could have killed fucking 10 Guatemalans, dude, with that shit, dude. I mean, you could torture fucking Guantanamo fucking detainees with that fucking smell there was a fucking uh a foreign lady i don't know what the fuck she was as soon as the fucking it was a mexican dude that came out he's all laughing when he left <laughs> and he, you could tell he had to take a shit for like three days but he opened the door and uh the smell came out and this lady just said so, oh my god i can't take this no more Blech. she started gagging and just left i guess she sucked it up you know <laughs> But yeah, man, it was cool. I mean, uh, Yosemite was awesome. It was just cold as fuck. Uh, next time we'll go in there a little bit more, you know, see it all for what it is and see all the parts to it. But it was a learning experience. Next time be super prepared, but we were all right. We got the fuck out of there. We had fun. Got a, a little nervous. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it was, uh, we worked out when we got out of there and it was, that's all that mattered. Everybody was safe in the end. And, um, yeah, it was totally cool. So yeah, I just wanted to share you uh, share that with you guys, man. And that's what I did this past uh, right after Thanksgiving, man. I hope everybody had a great Thanksgiving, man. And uh, I did. It was good. And then we went to go eat on the way back home. On uh, went to that Clifton's Cafeteria, dude. And that was fucking bomb. Had some meatloaf. 
And uh, they had some bomb turkey pot pie, which I got to taste. <laughs> I got a couple of spoonfuls. And uh, yeah, it was fucking bomb. I've never been there before. And uh, I guess they remodeled it. Been open for like a year and some months. The dude from the Vandals was there. Dave Quackenbush. I didn't go up to him, though. It was cool though, to see him. But it was happening, man. They have a cool little spot there. A cool little tiki bar and shit. I mean, we didn't go there. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess you got to make reservations and shit. But it was totally fucking cool, man. So yeah, that's up. That's what's up with me. You know, we're caught up. We're over here in Vegas, featuring for my friend uh, Edwin San Juan at the V Theater, having fun. One more show to m- tonight. One more show tomorrow. And uh, yeah, you guys fucking keep shining. Check out the What's Up Full podcast. Check out the Enchilada Casserole podcast. This podcast, of course. Thank you very much for everybody that's fucking um, listening to it, supporting it. And uh, yeah, man, we're gonna fucking we're gonna keep fucking climbing. And uh, this next gentleman uh, that I'm gonna be. Um, that I had the pleasure of talking to. It's an old friend of mine uh, doing comedy. Uh, he's been around for a while, man. Latino dude from uh, L.A., born at MLK. And, uh, you know, of a different, you know, he's a he's a different dude. You know, not everybody's the same. And I've known him for a while. You know, he's on his own little path. He opens up for Russell Peters every now and again. He does his shows in Spanish. He does them in Mexico. So it's going to be a cool little conversation. Um so yeah, check it out. <laughs> I mean, you are checking it out. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is uh, Cisco, the comedian Cisco. Yeah, man. All right. Lay my burden down, down by the riverside, down by the riverside. So homeboy turns around and tells him what? 2004, 2005, 2004. No, he just said, "Hey, what's up?" Man? He was already pro. We, we he a, was already done with the Olympics, right? Yeah, yeah. We took a picture with him. He was already pro. I think, I think, I don't know. He might have. He may have fought. He may have fought Castillo. pro already. No, he may have fought Diego Corrales already at the time, which was one of the, his top fights. He may have fought Diego Corrales. Yeah, he had fought Diego Corrales. And what, um, and he was already he was already established millionaire at that time, right? No, not yet. So he, but you don't even think he had a couple million? Because any, what's he worth now? Like, not no. to get all like fucking lifestyles of the rich Ridiculous. and famous, but isn't like stupid cash? Like, doesn't like wipe his ass with hundred dollar bills and shit? Probably. I mean, because a lot of people hate on I that can't. fool, but like, are, do you believe he's one of the greatest of all times, uh, Mayweather? I don't know. I don't know. If, I don't know. I like. Cause this is why I like. Him, I don't dude. like watching him fight. I, why I, his fights are boring? Like, cause he's a tactician, right? A, yeah, he's not all about the knockout. I mean, he's dude, all about I, I don't. The points I'm on not. Your ass. Look, I'm not. A, I'm not a. I'm not a Mayweather basher or whatever. I just. I I'm, ain't either. I actually like Mayweather. I dude. mean, he's a freaking brilliant businessman. He's a marvelous athlete. He's a phenomenal athlete. Well said, marvelous. He's a phenomenal athlete. He no, is. fuck and, yeah, he's a phenom he's, to the core, so, dude. He could be the best ever at what he does. But not the best ever as a boxer, and I don't in his class or just overall. Just you know what I base it on. I go to me. I like when I think back and I look at all the boxers how they fought. A lot of them fought like two, three hundred times in their careers, and I know, and I know it's a different era, or whatever. But damn, they fought. but pro fights or overall? Yeah, like Sugar Ray Robinson fought three hundred and thirty times. Dude. Are you serious? Man? Yeah, and Mayweather's gonna be the best ever at forty nine fights. 49 professional belts. You, you know what I'm saying? So th- 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 so so there's no comparison just because just on that alone. No, no, no. I just can't. Like, disc- I can't. Disc- he may be the best of his generation now. Yeah, you know, best of his generation in this in this yeah, in this, this day and age. In this era, but 
Not the best ever. I'm, he, I'm not gonna. I'm not even gonna put him in top five or top ten, maybe. And th- but this is one of the only reasons, or the only reason I, I like him, is because that what's that HBO show called that they have every four seven leading the uh, right up until the fight. Yeah. Well, there was this one that he made me laugh, dog. What did he say? <laughs> Dude, it was fucking comedy. What'd he say? <laughs> what'd he, he say? say? You got me over here. Yeah, motherfucker waiting. pondering. What the fuck he say? Like, what'd he say? Dude, this motherfucker said, man, I wish I was Mexican. Oh, you told me, I think, yeah. Shit. Shit. Niggas don't, niggas don't buy no tickets. Shit, arenas be full of Mexicans. They be made with the fans too, man. And I was that, like, yeah. That? I was like, God damn. Bro. And it's, uh, and like, when that one said, niggas don't buy no tickets. <laughs> Dude, that's that, but, but they that's, even there's a lot true. of fools that hate on his ass. There's a lot of fools that love his ass, no? Oh, this is a, dude. You've been to Mexico. And I'm talking Have you about seen Mexico. the guys with the money team hats. Yeah, I seen them all over Mexico. That's when I was when the I went money to, team. They like winners. We didn't go to the fight, but we seen the we were on the strip and everything, and uh, we seen fucking. There was a lot of fucking Mexican, raza with that team. I'm gonna TMT tell you, raza had. Mexican people are front runners. We like to we like to roll with the winners, honestly. I don't have honestly. I don't have. I have the opposite problem. I seem to pick. People the, said problem. I seem. <laughs> I seem to pick the losers always. Like this I was a diehard Rams fan. Where's it here? They never won shit. What the the fuck, Dodgers bro? haven't won a World Series in thirty years. Damn near. Um, the Lakers suck now. UCLA football sucks. They just got beat for the second, third year in a row by USC. How about the Galaxy? I'm not a Galaxy fan. I rooted for Chivas <laughs> USA. They don't exist anymore. They got. Bought out of the league, and I'm, I'm rooting for the new team. Hopefully, they don't suck. How about the Kings? Kings Fuck hockey. Ma, I, I like the Kings. <laughs> I love the, my kids love the Kings. My kids love going to hockey games. Look, hockey games are fun. Have you ever been to hockey games? I've been to one. The Ducks against the uh, Buffalo like Sabres. Did you like I'm it? not going to lie to you. I went in there, dude. Fuck this. Let's leave. Are you and serious? Dude, by the second quarter, I was like kind of cheering. Like Every time they would score <laughs> yeah. a goal, they would play like a Pennywise oh, song. Did you say Yeah, dude. It was intense. It reminded me of watching soccer in Mexico. You know like I wasn't a big fan, but I seen it as a kid. But then you see it like, up close and personal and the intensity yeah. and the action and the live fucking atmosphere. And you're all, yeah, you know what? I like, buy a, into it. I, like, I like a Kings games when the guy gets a penalty and they put him in. In the box, they play that uh, Alice in Chains song. I'm the man in the box. Really? Yeah. That's fool. hilarious. So it's, yeah, it's funny, dude, when they play that shit. Cause, but they only do it for the opposing team. Like, they don't do it for the Kings. <laughs> yeah. so they only ridicule all their uh, opponents. <laughs> and back to the fucking boxing, fool. Yeah. So, all right, who who else? Because, I mean, you're a fucking sports Chavez, guy. Brother, and that's that's what, And that's, I mean, those are basically a lot of my fucking questions for you or to you. Um, what's the deal? So Chavez is the one that has the most professional fights. Nah, hell or, no. And so, so someone like nah, Sugar you know Ray what? Robinson, dude. You said how many? Three hundred thirty professional. Three hundred something. We could look that up. I mean, it's no big deal. But he he had a ridiculous, a ridiculous amount of uh, amount of fights. I, I remember looking at his watch. I'm gonna look it up because I, I I'm I'm curious to rem- I'm curious to find out how many. How about Sugar Ray Leonard, dude? Sugar Ray Leonard, he 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 was at about sixty, seventy, maybe. And Hands of Stone? That was my dad's favorite fighter, Sugar Leonard. Hands of Stone. He fought a lot, dude. He lost. But you know what? Take this out. Roberto. You remember Roberto Duran fighting? Yeah. Remember watching him fight? When, when did you watch him fight? Did you remember? Uh, against uh, Sugar uh, Ray Robinson. But Sugar Ray Leonard. Right. Okay, but but uh, okay, Sugar Ray Robinson's record. Oh, damn. Maybe I was wrong then. His record was 128, 1, and 2. Damn, you're off by 200 belts. 
I thought he had 300 fights for some reason. <laughs> Honestly, there's somebody that had like 300 fights. I Who, Joe Lewis, fool? Maybe. No, not Rocky Marciano. No, no, what was it? No, was it? Not Joe. He beat Joe Lewis's head. Oh, no. Yeah. You see how that motherfucker hits, dude? Fucking vicious ass fucking hitter, huh? Somebody had like 300. It was ridiculous. I saw the record. I got to look it up. I thought it was sugar. But damn, 128, one and two? Yeah, that's fucking a grip of bouts, dog. <laughs> you, lost, you lost once and you tied twice out of 131 fights? God damn. <laughs> and you're going to tell me, so, and you're Mayweather where you're 49 fights and you're going to say I'm the best ever? Uh, 49 and 0, dog. Look, Chavez How many, what's won what? 82 in a row before he lost one. Really? 82 in a row. When did he turn pro? Oh, long time ago, like in the 80s. Like and, what, and, what, and what was his, What was the secret to his success? Who knows, dude? No, not Being having, a badass not, fighter? Not having sex. Really? Oh, no. See, this has a different one. 200 total fights, 173 wins, 19 losses, 108 wins by knockout. God damn. He knocked out 108 fighters, so he fought 200 times. Laid him out. And yeah. what happened to his son, dude, Julio Cesar Chavez's son? Wasn't he supposed to be like a fucking phenomenal dude, too? No, dude. It's just a, he's a son, man. They... It's expecting Michael Jordan's son to be, you know, take the Bulls to the promised But land. I remember for a couple, a couple times, uh, a couple years back, they were making some big uh, noise about him. About Chavez? Oh yeah, because yeah. he was, he was, he was pro like a he was, not, or Yeah, he was. Under, well, no, he was eighteen. He started, dude. He didn't fight amateurs. He started as a pro. Really? Yeah, he went straight to the pro. So when a lot of people were like, "Well, he doesn't fight anybody," well, yeah, he can't fight anybody right now, asshole. He's learning how to fight. I go these guys at a pro level. Yeah, because yeah, he's learning, but he's got to fight these these sorry dudes because he didn't have he doesn't have that amateur background. Where when you fight amateur, you know you get that's a lot of fights you go to. You're fighting periodically. You're fighting these three four round fights, but you're getting you're gaining experience to fight uh, against other people. He's starting in the pros. So you're not going to go like five fights in and say, all right, dude, you're ready for Mayweather. No, you can't do it. He's got to fight like 50 fights. He's got to get 40 fucks with Mayweather. Yeah, because in, in the amateurs, you fight like 40, 50, 60, 70. I remember Mark Breland, an Olympian. He had, I think he's the only amateur fighter. He, I think he never lost. He won like 100 fights, never lost. Amateur, amateur. but he lost in pro? Sucked as a pro. And what, what, what <laughs> it's like Clayton Kershaw of boxing. This fool. No, I'm just kidding, um, what happened with fucking homeboy though? As far as like uh, uh, Canelo, do you think he was too early to fight Mayweather? Oh, definitely, man. Twenty-two years old, you're not ready to do. Come on, what were you ready to do at twenty-two years old? Seriously, come on, man. Sleep. Are you, are you ready, dude? Go to class, ditch class. Say, <laughs> That's what I, said. I only ditched once. I was in high school, dog. You never ditched in college? No. Nah, you never showed up late. Uh, a couple times, just because I was late, dude. I, I was I, trying to be Monday late. nights. I had California history at Long Beach State, and. I would go to the Nugget, which was our on-campus bar, and I would have two schooners of Hefeweizen, watch Monday Night Football, and then hit class like 30 minutes late. Eyes Ready to fucking eyes absorb his bloodshot red. And I would always wait till the teacher turned his back, no, her back, and then I would sneak in the back door like you see in movies and sit down and sit down with my shit already out, ready, like looking up like I was there. How big was your class? It was like it was like a regular classroom, probably like twenty five students. Oh, that was it. You're thirty students. In a auditorium or anything? No, dude. I had that's I had economics like that. Yeah, and those big like those big like lecture halls. Yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I remember that shit. I remember sneaking in late to that class too. Hey fool, I have another question for, with you uh, for boxing. I'm yeah, getting off the sub. Nah, it's all fucking good. What's yeah. up with that full triple G, dog? 
I don't know, dude. He's a real deal, man. And Nobody what, wants to fight Why him. is Homeboy not like getting close to him and saying he is getting close to him? Who is? Uh, Canelo. You know what, dude? So I heard a rumor that uh, Triple G, they sparred once and he whooped his ass. That's what I heard. That he whooped Canelo's ass. I, that's a rumor. I um, I wasn't there. You know, I didn't know. I don't know the... Uh, I know the I don't know the cleaning lady there. I don't you know I have no relation to anybody. Word on the street at the gym, but word on the street is uh, he put the hurting on him, and uh, that's why Canelo wants you know so much more money. Like I think Triple G wants to go halves. I don't know. I, th- I heard something. It was something about the money, but Canelo said, "You're undefeated. I have a loss, but I draw more people than you." Because, you know, he's a Mexican superstar. Like, and like Mayweather said, Mexicans love boxing. But I guarantee you half the money would probably be on Triple G because Mexicans love winners. And they will, they'll bet against their own, dude. Who wouldn't, they say in Spanish, somos bien malinchistas. <laughs> Everybody would, dude. There's no, a right? fucking interest. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, but, a monetary no, one but there's that. people that won't. There's people that won't because, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm going for the Mexican. Oh, fuck there's always that. But Triple G fights like a Mexican. and you know, I think, What is it, Southpaw? Yeah, he's from like Kazakhstan or Uzbekistan. Yeah. Or Same where that struggle is, no? Or with fucking... Uh, where Borat's from? <laughs> where's Borat from? Kazakhstan, right? Kazakhstan. But I know, like, where's that struggle is right next to fucking I never Russia. heard of that fucking country until this I think Middle it's East yeah, shit. It's, I don't think it's bullshit. Until bombing Afghanistan. I never even heard of Kazakhstan and Uzbekistan and Turk, Turkmenistan. Turk, Turk, Turkmenistan. Turkmenistan? So I think there's a Turkmenistan. They've been there also. the whole time Israel's there. Jeez. Like, but they're not, they're not next to them. No, I think they're like by Pakistan. Russia, they're right? by Pakistan. Yeah. They're on that Indian side. Indian shit. South, yeah. what is it, Southeast Asia? Yeah, so that's why like Triple G. Have you ever seen him? Yeah, he's yeah. kind of mixed. He looks like the Mongolians, like pale dude, like you know those Russian Mongolian fools from the East Coast. They're well, like it's all the fucking people Asian, that fucking uh, Genghis Khan fucking uh, conquered. conquered and fucking Genghis busted Khan. fucking nuts in. Whatever. Genghis Khan. That's a cool name for a boxer. This fool. That'll and be this better. corner, Genghis. Call on. He don't even need a nickname like the killer. He's <laughs> the got killer. Genghis. He's a fucking whole fucking. <laughs> <laughs> what, would that, what would that be? Fucking um, just like blood, uh, bloodline of killing. <laughs> just fucking bloodline. Fucking history of killing. Genghis Khan. What happened to fucking uh, Mayorga, dog? That fucking Nicaraguan fool. What happened to him? Who knows? He probably got his no, but that's another motherfucker said, that was out of here, dog. That was gonna fucking fucking shit up. Like he'll finish boxing, dude. Like a match. They'll take smoke his gloves a, off and he had that white smoke. shit and smoke a cigarette. <laughs> like he was really like fucking hardcore like that. Yeah, like, he'll be smoking his cigarette. Yeah. Oye, Mayorga, ¿y tú planeas pelear, pelear otra vez? Like, Con que me paguen. For real. Yo peleo otra vez. Yo, yeah. le wa, yo le voy a poner luz a mi pueblo. Who's the one who used to say that? There was a boxer. There was another. Oh, I think like Maromero Paez back in the back in the day would say, I'll fight anybody. I'll fight Tyson. Just pay me. That's, that's, all he, that's what he would say. He didn't care. He didn't care to take the beatings. He just wanted the money. He didn't care to give me the money. Have you seen that fucking Tyson uh, documentary or whatever? Nah, or not. Story? Any good? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. I was it Tyson. brings you back. I wasn't a, you know what's funny? I came around on Tyson. Like, I as hate, far as sports or boxing? Like, I, I rooted for Tyson, and once he lost, I started rooting for Tyson. So you didn't root for him when he was winning? No, I you, didn't. You didn't even have Mike I'm, Tyson Did I tell on? you, dude, I'm like the opposite of most Mexicans, like where like they root for the winners, and I'll be like, I always root for the underdogs. For some reason, if, if I watch the Super Bowl, and it's Patriots- uh, Browns, I know they can't play each other, but just I'm seeing hypothetically, they played. I'd root for the Browns, or I'd, I find some reason, like I find some reason, like oh man, they've never won a championship. 
Like if you know if it was Patriots and I don't know Eagles, I'll root for the Eagles, even though I don't like the Eagles. But Eagles have never won a Super Bowl, so I root for the underdog. So they're like they've never won a Super Bowl, dude. If I have no vested interest, so I, you're a fucking you're a Rams fan then. Yes. So how is it now that they're back in L.A., dog, with somebody you like? I went to a couple games, man. It's cool. I went Saturday. It was raining, bro. How was it, fool? It was raining. Oh, they lost. Fuck. You know I mean? <laughs> what you? The little horns fucking went but down. But, dude, it's, it's crazy how now this, like, now this marijuana law passed in California and people just don't give a shit anymore. I don't think people gave a shit before anyways, dude. No, but now inside the stadium, dude, like. Lighten it up, like lighten it up. Where the cops weren't handing out tickets or nothing like no, that. In the smoke, but no, but inside the stadium, in the smoker patio, where people go to smoke. So you're people, a lot of vape and shit. No, you're you're not allowed to smoke weed. But people, but people were doing it. People were, dude. I was doing it. I mean, like <laughs> <laughs> my cousin lit one up and Fucking we smoke right here, and bro. we were toking it, and it was like a beer patio, like a beer garden, like okay. a beer garden, and people just went there. That was like the designated area to go smoke a cigarette because you're away from it. But it smelled more like it smelled like weed and tobacco in the air. Like you could smell the weed, and cops would walk by. And they, from what I heard, is like they just they're not worried about weed anymore. I mean, weeds they slap you on the wrist about it anyways. I mean, smoking in public. Yeah, I think the only thing I mean, if you do toke weed, is just like smoking it around kids and shit. You know what I mean, exactly. That's, that's the only thing. Yeah, that sucks. That's, that's my only problem. If with it's people. far away, I mean, how, you have kids. How do you feel about that? Yeah, shit? No, 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 no. I, dude. I wouldn't want the kids to recognize the smell and everything. Even though I was a little kid smelling that shit when I was like fucking what? I think 10, 11. I was about to say that. that Maybe even a little younger. That's the only thing that bothers me. Like, dude, dude, go smoke your weed. Smoke it wherever you want, whatever. But don't smoke it like out in front of your house while kids are walking by. Deliberately. Middle school, little school, high school, whatever. Don't like don't do that shit. I mean, that's that's my only problem. And some people have no sense and they'll fucking do it. I mean, especially where I live, they'll fucking do it. They don't give a shit. And uh, I've told him a couple of times, dude, go smoke your weed around the corner, man. Just and there's kids walking. Not my kids. Forget my kids. My kids don't even come through here. Kids, but period. But there's other kids, man. You know, I mean, Yo, some people. Fuck you, old man. But I've known. <laughs> but I've no. They're not. They're they're like my age, dude. That's what I'm tripping out. They're like they're like they should have more sense. You, you talking about, bro? You don't go out there and start smoking pot, and, right? Like I could just see myself we just like to freaking have the kids on. buying paletas or from the paleta man or a corn from the corn man, and I'm sitting there talking and like asking, like, "Oh, what flavor you got?" And while the kids are standing there waiting their turn, like, come on, like they're these people will do shit like that out front and shit. Yeah. Hey, dude, you gonna? And I was fucking uh, go for it, dude. I was gonna say fucking. Uh, you mentioned Kershaw earlier. Yeah. So what the fuck happened to the Dodgers, dog? The Dodgers. Come on, Mr. Sports you're, you're a Dodger fan, aren't you? Yeah, dude. I mean, I I said this. I said it Get last rid year. Of Kershaw. Fuck I it. I just think he's overrated. And yeah. I know a lot of people talk shit. He's really good and he got built up no, by the Dodgers. They system. have emotional like their emotional like, attachment to him. He's a Dodger. He grew up in the farm system. That's but, what I'm saying. But you can't have both, man. But you what's happening though? What that's my question to you? Because me, like, I can look at it, or whatever. But I'm not a, I, I, I'm not I think, an, I don't have any analysis when it comes down to. I think it's embedded breaking in them his, down. But you know how it is, Rodrigo. It's, it's the same thing when you do when you when you when you do comedy. Okay, like, I can go on any given night on any stage and have a really fucking great set. I can, I, I can be consistent like that. If I use certain material, if I don't take any chances, because. I'm a kind of comic. I like to take chances, and I'll eat shit. Like I don't care, man. No like, safe zone. And you know, like I'll be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna go there." <laughs> don't go there. Oh, I'm gonna go there, and then eat shit, and be like, "Oh, fuck it." <laughs> I mean, 
I tried something new, you know, but so, but, um, so you're saying that this fool's afraid he's in the puck with the so, same routine, but, the same jokes. So what I'm trying to say is, so then I've had many opportunities like where I've auditioned for like just for laughs and shit like that. And I've ate shit. I've done pulled the Kershaw and it's like, I haven't delivered in that moment. And I don't know if it's just not ready or just, or, or I'm a choker. I mean, seriously, like what else would make me? Because I could, like I said, I can go up any night and have a really good set. But I get in front of these people, and I and I get and I would get fucking timid and and like. And it's, it's funny that you say that because I think it happens to a lot of people, um, and a lot of people it's not they don't talk about it. But it's one of those things you know they're there and you're just like fuck them anyways. You have to do your set. You have to stick to your yeah. Because you can. Uh, what I think you're saying is you can. He's psychologically fucking himself yeah. before even. But you know what it is. It's it, not. It's different from like knowing you're gonna bomb. Because you know every time, most of the times I bomb, not all of them. I pretty much had a hunch that I was gonna bomb. Yeah. Just because I wasn't fully. Not that I wasn't fully committed when I was going to go up there and do my set, but I felt something that's like, hey, motherfucker, you fucking got a couple more tights, uh, a couple more pipes to tighten up over there. You have it, dog. <laughs> Fuck it. I'm yeah, just going to do yeah, it anyways. Now, dog. you know what it is? Because we put other comics on a pedestal and we believe that it's... Or the guy that's up before you. It doesn't matter. Whoever. Like people we admire, we put them on a pedestal. And in our own mind, we think, man, I, I got to get to his level. But in reality, you are on his level. What What... What separates you from that individual is the confidence. And that's and that's my problem. Is when I like I can deliver, like I said, anywhere with the and I'm not I mean, I'm not saying I believe I can follow almost damn near everybody. I followed some very hard people, like Jay Lamont. To follow. Jay Lamont. You know Jay Lamont. Oh fuck yeah, dude. The human beatbox. I mean, that is a hard person to follow. Joey Diaz. Very difficult to follow. Absolutely, bro. I mean, and and people like big people don't want to follow Joey Diaz. Oh fuck yeah, dog! They get scared. I've the seen it firsthand. Afraid, but I'm saying, and these people are regarded as kings and shit, and they sell out arenas or they sell out, uh, you know, clubs or whatever the fuck, and they won't follow them. And I'll do it. I'll be like, fuck it. But what I do is like sometimes I'll sabotage myself because I'll be like. Fuck it. He's famous. <laughs> Let me just fucking say whatever the fuck I want. Try to get them on my side. And then it ends up, I end up being dick. Because I, I should have done, done me. I'm trying to do something else. Because, Instead of trying to be outrageous or whatever. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And you're saying that in that setting, uh, in the setting yeah. of just following some and like I, famous dude. I, or in the setting of like fucking yourself in a showcase. Just fucking myself in a showcase or following somebody. Because when the I mean? pressure's on. Yeah, but like I said, but I've done go, I've have done well, but I've noticed that I do well when I'm very nervous. It's like it means something to me, and I get the butterflies in my stomach. It's usually when I do the best. And Clayton Kershaw, like going back to the baseball, right. Clayton Kershaw hasn't learned how to say fuck it. You think he cares too much? I think he. I think. I think uh, he gets in a certain situation and he starts going, "Here we go again," in his own mind. I really think so. I mean, I don't know. When you watch him, like, I, you look in his eyes. His eyes don't look. Dude, you ever watch these, this guy from the Giants, Bumgartner? And this guy's fucking eyes are like on fire. And you're like, oh, they're not going to hit this dude. <laughs> he's, he's, it just, it's just beyond it's focus. Yeah, it's, it's over. It's like, yeah. In the zone. Beyond focus. You know? You ever watch a game? Like you root for the Dodgers? Oh, fuck yeah, and you, dude. And you, and there's, you have this preconceived notion that this guy's not going to get a hit. <laughs> the batter, like you'll see a batter go. There's some games where you can watch from the beginning to the end, and it rarely happens where the chain gets broken, 
of whoever's commanding. Yeah. And it goes back to it. But usually when they win a game like that and it's all dominating, they kick ass throughout the whole game. Yeah. They have the upper hand. Yeah. And, and it just and shows uh, those those innings of insecurity when the other team gets watching- a hit. Or, you know, fucking strike somebody out on the other side when you go, oh, shit, this could turn right now. See, but I don't know if it's just me, but it seems like like when I watch the playoffs, like baseball, I watch their eyes, and it always seems like my team looks fucking less sure than the other team. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, guys, I don't fucking believe we can win, but and, you don't either. And you're <laughs> like, talking about you're that. in the game. You can, you can affect. The outcome of this game. And you're seeing that you're right. You don't have that confidence, you know, to follow or any follow. No, no, no. It wasn't follow. I, I messed up. Or it follow was, through and no, execute it's, your in, uh, in the in the in the uh, showcases. It's like I always feel like I don't know. I I don't know, dude. I always feel like I have to be extra funny, and then I don't realize that the reason I have that opportunity is because someone saw something and said, you know what, you need to put them up there. And I try, and I try to go in there and try to write it. No, following somebody, I said, like I said, I, I'm not a, that. I've never feared. That, and that's what I'm saying. That I don't. But fear. now, do you think there can be some overconfidence too in either of those aspects of following yes. somebody, yes. or even doing a showcase that's high I profile? Overcom- I bombed when I go. Oh, everyone else is doing good. I should do good. Bombed. And I'm like, what the fuck? How did I? Then I'm like, well, there were too many comics. <laughs> you know, like you like, have an excuse now. Like, yeah, now I'm making a fucking excuse. And I know the inside. You know the, rea- the it's reality. It's never. It's never the fucking audience. It's it you. Was, it was too many comics. It was too many comics. They the were audience t- was tired. They were tired. But then fucking, you know, I've been at the comedy store and seen motherfuckers like Mencia, dude. People talk shit, but I've seen, I've seen eight comics in a row eat shit. And everybody walking back there, wow, wow, what's wrong with this audience? They're really dry. And then Mancia goes up there and just destroys. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I got, we got to step up our game here. <laughs> this motherfucker came. Not only did they not laugh eight comics in a row, that's what? That's a that's 120 minutes. That's what, two hours worth of comedy? Yeah, it is. Two hours worth of comedy. They've been there for two hours. Hold on. They've been there for two hours. They didn't laugh at anyone. And this guy just walks in. And rips it. So, then that's when you that's when you're like, fuck. Maybe I'm not a professional. And that's also like you know, 25 years of skill. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You know what I mean? No, no, I no, I get all that. I but I, and he's a funny. He's a pretty funny dude, regardless of his past. And I think but he, he is. He is up? who he is. He is who he is. Right. He is who he is. And you know, we are who we are. And sometimes that's the problem when we do comedy. We try and not be ourselves oh no fucking uh i think it does make sense and it ruins us and it ruins us because i think it ruins you kind of from the beginning when you fucking when you think you're funny and you go up there and you bomb and it doesn't work now the whole time you're like trying to put it together but that's the same but some other but that's why i take chances because just read it just happened recently it's like i had a bad set i had a bad set because i was disappointed in the turnout for a show and then I think I did another, and because of that, I, ah, fuck it, you know, which is sad, man, because people took their time to come watch us, and it's unfair to do that shit, but you just- let the show, the show attendance affect your performance. Yeah, but because, yeah, because I'm the one that produces it, but when when you produce it, you, you know, you, you, you put hard, a lot of work, and then the shit doesn't happen, you're like- A lot of leg work before the show. Yeah, and it affects you on stage, because you're like, oh, man- you know, I, I thought I for sure more people were going to be here, whatever. It just there's and then because the small group of people usually lack that energy, man. Is that that the isn't I could be wrong. I could go up there. Sometimes you can have a small group of people and, and go just, up there and kill it. And there's and fucking the en- crazy. But it's because of the energy. 
And do you think that's uh, that's that that's a burden that's held on the performer or the audience no. at that time? When there's not a, a sometimes, lot of audience. dude, I I know you never blame the audience, but I've seen it, dude. I've seen it where, but something's in the air. It's like the 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 elephant in the room, and people are just like, oh, if you know, I don't know, I don't know if they're self conscious of their laugh of hearing themselves laugh. I think it has a psychological burden on them too because now they can hear themselves laugh. Now there's more eyes on them, and they're afraid that people look at them for laughing. Yeah. yeah. Whereas when you laugh with the crowd, it's like everyone's laughing, so. No one knows what my laugh sounds like. Exactly, and I'm also of the persuasion that it's like it's not. It doesn't matter how big the audience is. Just go in there and fucking. Oh, you, absolutely. You, you act like it's now, a lot of those. Do, do you remember? Fuck- remember when you ripped it? We did that little place right there in Bellflower. It's funny that you say that because I was talking to Chris Storer on the phone. He's all, "Bro, I was there one time, bro. You were up there. You were free, bro. Was he there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's when he was living in Long Beach. He told me he's all Cisco did the show, bro." He's all, dude. You, the first, I think it's probably the first time you ever busted out James Gandolfini, bro. Yeah, we had and no were, mics, we had no sound system. Yeah, and those are the times I have my best set. Once, once gang I, members. Yeah, once <laughs> I start fucking thinking about my set, once I start, yeah. it, it'll always be good or okay, but it would never be like you had over stopped the doing top. comedy or something, right? Or I've you, always done it, but I was just fucking uh, not going up as much. Yeah, we're going up as much. No, and we're going up by, but every you, two weeks. But you said I, I need to get up more. I always, time. dude. And then I'll do fucking hell gigs. You know what I mean? So we did that. Well, that was a fucking hell gig. But we, we oh, did, I mean, some, something to me to like, well, a hell gig was be going going to Arizona for eighty bucks with Andy Kern, dog, uh, and then having to deal with Andy Kern because he's shortchanging fucking prostitutes and getting pot, caught with pimps, and then you're fucking screaming your lungs off. Go, and then I'm all like, fuck that motherfucker, <laughs> drop me off at the gig. No, we gotta go back, bro. They're gonna kick him out. And they kick him out of the hotel room. Now you guys are coming to my hotel. Room. He imitates me. I'm yeah. like, oh, fuck. Go back, bro. Like, oh, what's the problem, Francisco? There's no problem. <laughs> the cops. What the fuck, bro? Like, yeah. you know, I'm like, dude. I'm dude, all, you brought her in my fucking room, bro. Remember I'm, that I'm shit? going like, dude. Is, brings, this, is this really happening? My luggage right now, is dude? there. My oh, all my shit. And this motherfucker brought prostitute to our room. A, a heroin addict prostitute. But it's not bad that, all right, dude. And those not, are the people that steal shit to sell it for their shit. But it's not even bad that you're getting prostitutes. You're shortchanging He's them. He's not and, paying them. And they're coming back and starting fights with you and calling the cops. This guy was. I mean, to me, that's a hell gig. Fuck driving a bellflower. I do he said his name. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck that motherfucker, dog. That fool didn't let me go up that one time at the fucking Air know. Force Base. He, oh, it's right. Remember? What a dick. And then we fucking put, then he put up his intro song with the boombox. He bombed. Super comedy. The guy, like, the opener bombed. Oh, my. It was fucking, I'm all, I've never felt so bad for somebody that got swindled, but then I was like, dude, fuck the fucking base too for getting <laughs> swindled by this guy. And I just, I just couldn't believe it. But anyways, <laughs> this motherfucker. How do you say right swindle here. in Spanish? Fuck, me transiaron, we. <laughs> me transiaron. Oh, but, swindled, um, yeah. But, dude, this, come on, dog. But, I mean, I know you, you wanted another dude at the show. You you were afraid that that fool was going to arrest it, and you were caring about your fucking, yeah. your belongings, your yeah. possessions that yeah. were inside that fucking room. Yeah. But I was like going, oh, my fucking God, dog. And uh, to me, that's a hell gig. That's Sharing with this dude. You know, going to fucking Arizona and dealing with that fucking uh, nightmare. Dude, you didn't go when I took the Romanian. Oh my, Peter Tadosio. You didn't go. And that's did another you, fucking you go? nutcase. No, I didn't go to that one. <laughs> it was Eric that's Lopez. That's when you had that fucking uh, Eric, room in Chandler. Eric Lopez went. Eric Lopez and then uh, Peter Tadosio. And, uh, you know, Eric Lopez, he's good at imitating people too. He, has a, he does voiceover work. Right. He's on the, Spider, the Amazing Spider Man series or the Spider Man series. He does one of the voices. I don't know who. I don't know if it's Spider Man, but I doubt it. I think it's someone else. But, um,. He kept imitating. He kept imitating the, the Romanian. The Romanian was getting pissed because I kept saying, "Dude, are you?" He was already are a you, feisty, I, frustrated motherfucker. Yeah, anyway, I go, "Are you Romanian or Albanian?" 
don't fucking call me Albanian, okay? We fucking hate the Albanians. I'm, yeah, like, I, I'm like, dude, what kind of racist shit is that? If, look, if you're Albanian, just be proud. I fucking told you I'm not Albanian. I, but I kept doing it. I kept doing it. Yeah, because I used to tell that motherfucker, hey, dude, isn't Dracula from Transylvania? Oh. It's a myth, bro. Shut up again. Enough with that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to suck your dick. Yeah. He'll get Stop saying up. that. Yeah. He is not from... You're a fucking, that's a myth, not bro. That's not, he is not from Transylvania. But anyway, the Romanian's name is Peter. He was uh, actually on the Arsenio Hall show back in the day, Yes, huh? he was. And that's, that, yeah. He's <laughs> a legitimate and, comedian. Yeah, and he, w- and he was like... Uh, so we're driving back, and he bombed. He, he, used, to, he used to point Never. at people to get them to laugh, and they didn't laugh. <laughs> <laughs> like he would do it because he did one-liners, right? He did one-liners, and then he pointed at the people. Like, like I he, forgot he, about that. I remember he had one good joke, and that was it. Dude. He had some funny ones. They were funny to me. They yeah, were but he had this one killer joke. I forgot how it goes, but he had one that used to tear me apart. <laughs> and so he did that, and he goes... Uh, I thought it was annoying. So though. he ate shit. So Eric Lopez is in the back and he's talking and he's like, ah, oh, man, I got to, I got to touch. <laughs> he goes, I have to stop doing one liners. I have to start telling stories. That's the secret. <laughs> stories. Because <laughs> you guys tell stories. That's why they laugh. <laughs> like, what the fuck? I go, dude, no, your fucking one liners have to be funny. That's yeah, let's, it. Let's start out with a new story. Leave. <laughs> I was, dude, I would laugh. Uh, oh, he would do the joke. Pinche cabron. In, in, in Romania, we call it pinche cabron. Like, we, us and Mexicans have so much in common. And he would say a few words. You say leche, we say leche. We say, you, you say uh, stupido, we say pinche cabron or some shit like that. It was a stupid joke. Horrible, dog. I saw him not too long, like a couple, like a year ago. I, I went I went to look for him. I hit him up, dude, because I felt bad. The motherfucker had about 18 cats, dog. <laughs> He's living with 18 cats. He's like, he, had, he was pale, like he doesn't get any sun. Like I felt bad for the guy. I really felt bad. He had like a lazy boy chair. Motherfucker's turning into Dracula, dog. Yeah, he just sat there on his keyboard, <laughs> he said, and posting jokes online to see if people want to buy them. <laughs> so, That's crazier than a fucking cat lady, I dog. felt bad, dude. I mean, come on, dude. Like, we can't be dicks. Poor guy. But he says, hey, if you know anybody that wants to buy jokes, like, you know... He told me, I think he said, you know, Russell Peters, ask him. To do that. I'm like, dude, he, he told you that for? Yeah, he doesn't do one-liners, dude. He does fucking... You know, he he does his own shit, I told him. I don't fucking know. He just told me, yeah, if you know somebody that wants to. And then I got a TV show I wrote. And I was like, all right, dude. I felt bad, dude. I didn't want to fucking. And how the fuck did you link up with that crazy motherfucker to begin with? Or fucking Andy I Kern? I don't know. I don't know. Andy Kern. You always had a fucking, like. Because I used to go to open mics. And that's how I met Andy Kern. And he, he said, hey, I like you, man. And he had no ease. <laughs> hey, dude. Fucking. Uh, he used to book me, and then he got Felipe, and he was paying Felipe more, and then I got mad. I go, and that, not because he was paying Felipe more. I go, oh, so there's more money. You've just been shortchanging me, but you can afford to give it to him. I said, oh, fuck that. I'm not working with you no more. And that's how I working with That's how I started working with him. Fucking chintzy Felipe, before he blew up, that's what he worked with. Oh, no. He Andy, he, Andy. he mentioned it on the podcast. Did he? Andy yeah, Kern. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but Andy would pay him, dude. I mean, pay his cash. Well, no, he said he paid him whatever he told him was going to pay him. And yep. hey, you did the show, you hooked it up. It's cool. He had the he had like a doctor's penmanship. I remember. I'm like, dude, what the fuck does this check say? Are they going to cash this shit? I don't even know what the fuck this says, man. You wrote this in Hebrew or some shit, like backwards, right to left. <laughs> When's the last time you seen him, dude? Uh, when's the last time I saw him? I think I saw him like a year ago. But he's like real serious now because he. he he got butthurt because I didn't want to work with him. No, dude, you're fucking shortchanging me. And he got mad. Like, he got butthurt. 
you're shortchanging me, dude. I go, I, I go, I'm, I never told, I never told you to pay me the same amount as Felipe or 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 um, Gilbert or those guys. I said, but I go, dude, fuck, you could have gave me a little extra shit, you know. <laughs> but I drove you. I don't give a fuck if you drove me, dude. <laughs> My kids don't eat off you driving me and shit, you know. This fool. I mean, he paid, and he paid me all right. It's just like I was like, oh, there's more. Ah. And that other fucking uh, gig, I remember, dude, I was just looking at the poster the other day, was that one we did with Adam Hunter for that fucking guy in Santa Maria, remember? Oh, for Valentine's Day. That guy never day. paid me. No, I remember. That guy stiffed me. Whatever happened to that motherfucker? I don't know. He stiffed some other dude. I go, so he stiffed some dude that that we did a show. I think you did it with me. Remember that restaurant in Uptown Whittier? We did La Pescadora or some shit. We did it in there one time. You, you were on the show. It was me. Vaguely, dude. Yeah, I was, remember the other show more, dude. It was we had a good room. Remember we we packed it out. It was it was on right on Greenleaf. It was like a, it was a Mexican like a, it used to be El Pescador. Yeah, what happened to this that guy gig? Took, I don't know what the fuck. It was just, same shit. It's a comedy night, you know. Dude, it was packed. You remember it was packed, and we oh we we had like a fucking altar. We we performed on like a it had like a uh, it was, people got married and shit. It was, yeah, it was like a like a like there was a wood like uh, thing in front of a us. rail and shit. What like a gazebo. Like a gazebo, like a half a gazebo in front of us. Yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. I'm starting to fucking get. Vague we were against numbers. the wall. We were just against the wall. There was a wall behind us, and then the people were all around. It was she would pack that shit out, and um, but that guy, well, he, he, the owner of that restaurant, he sold him like some, some like uh, vacuum cleaner or something. The shit didn't work, and then he never he stopped. He called him up. He never answered his calls or nothing like that. I go, dude. I told you he burned me. What are you doing business with this guy for? You went and bought a, a freaking vacuum cleaner. Who knows where he stole it from? Didn't that motherfucker sell cars? I don't know what he did, bro. He was just a liar. <laughs> he might have because he had the personality for it. Yeah, he never paid me. That I, I'm glad I paid you guys. Fuck. He never paid me. Damn, I remember that shit. Yeah. And the shit would happen sometimes, you know? There was one guy that tried to... Not pay me one time. I'm like, oh no, dude, you're gonna fucking pay me in um, Iowa. I was in the middle of fucking Iowa, but luckily I had already gotten half my shit. No, more than half. I got like two thirds of my shit, and he just owed me like a little extra. I think I said, look, dude, just give me so much. I think it was like a, it was like eighteen hundred dollars, and he had already given me like twelve. And I said, look, just give me another four, and we'll call it just four hundred. Pay for my that's my airfare. And I was lying because my airfare was like two fifteen. <laughs> this fool. <laughs> yeah, I flew to Minneapolis round trip two fifteen. Sun Country Air, one of those fucking little airlines you never. It's even still around. Yeah. Did you get paid? The rest of that four. Yeah, he gave me the four, and that was it. I said we'll call it even, but don't fucking try to stiff me on all, on, you know, the entire amount. But you know what? I had charged him. Like I had overcharged him anyway. <laughs> I did. I had over. I had way overcharged because I didn't want to do it. And I had overcharged them, and he said, yeah, okay. And I was like, oh, fuck. Well, let's go. Here we go to Iowa. And I had just flown back from Mexico. Dude, I flew back from Mexico City Saturday night from the doing the commercial. When I got the commercial. That's when you did that Tecate commercial. Yeah, then. Tecate Light. And then, I, and then Saturday. What year was that? 08 or Shit, before that? Dude, yeah, or 06? Like 09. Like okay, okay. And, and then uh, Sunday morning, I had to get up early to go back to the airport to fly to Minneapolis. And then from Minneapolis, rent a car, which the car cost me like eleven bucks for the day. And um, I drove, I drove from Minneapolis to Fort Dodge, Iowa. And then I performed in Laramere Hall, which was the second to last place where Richie Valens performed. 
before they died. Ooh. So it was a trip. Dude, this was like Children of the Corn. <laughs> oh, like you, you drove like when you Midwest drove, like a motherfucker. Dude, right? when you, like I came down the highway from Minneapolis, went south, then in Ames, Iowa, I think it was Ames, I went west, and then I went to like a highway, and I got off on that highway, I went north again, then I got to a certain road, and I went east, and I went like in a I went in a fucking swirl, all the way to the middle of the. Of the thing, and it was just cornfields, and then that's where the town was. So you're telling me you fucking went in circles? I went right, 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 until I got to the middle, like in circles. You couldn't go direct? No, there's no way to go direct. Fucking crop circles, dog. <laughs> yeah, like, like it was, yeah, it was, and it was all fucking corn. It was all corn. All I remember is seeing Super Unleaded was like cheaper. It was like two two thirty nine. And regular unleaded was two fifty nine or two forty nine. It was back in the day when it was like five bucks. And I said, I said uh, over here, you guys are stupid. Why is super unleaded cheaper than regular unleaded? Super unleaded was cheaper than regular unleaded. Why was that, dude? Well, it was because it was ethanol. Ah. Oh. And they made their shit out of the corn, so their their super unleaded was cheaper because it was made out of ethanol. Oh, but you damn. can put it in the car. You can put it in your car. It's safe and shit. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that. I'm getting super. I'm not going to get fucking regular for And I put it in there. Who knows? I don't know. Maybe the car fucked up a week later. It's like, stupid idiot. Put ethanol in the tank. That's funny, dude. I was going to ask you, hey, dude, for a while, you were fucking kind of killing it in the commercial fucking audition scene, no? Yeah, I got a couple. I got a couple of commercials and shit. Like some. Was it the, the, the Tecate one, the last one you did? Dude, that was the one. I, I went to an audition, and I said, when I left, I said, Fuck this shit. I'm never auditioning no more. I'm tired of this shit. I never get anything. Because you were going like on a lot of them because the fact yeah. that I was like, I remember uh, Joey Diaz saying, yeah, bro, I seen Cisco on an audition. Well, I, I had to tell him Joey something. But I'm going to tell you something. I had a something. shitty audition. He's going he's gonna to figure this thing out, bro. <laughs> and I stopped doing it. And why'd you stop, though? I just got lazy. Let's really? Be, let's be honest. Yeah. I get fucking. You know what, dude? It's tiring going on three, four auditions a day and then like. Not landing you, feel, you feel like you kill it and then nothing. So that's why I'm saying that, that when I got the Tecate Light commercial and I said, you know what? Fuck that. I'm not auditioning no more. I'm tired of this shit. And then you got a call back. And I got a, and then, no, they call, she called me. She goes, you have your passport? I go, yeah. She goes, all right, you leave Wednesday to Mexico City. Oh, that's how they told you you got it? Yeah. Because it was a national, right? Was it Mexico too? No, it wasn't national. No, because no. I see, what, what, then what I seen it in? I seen online, because I, I put it on my YouTube. Really? And then you went up there and you fucking grab it, you say yeah, some shit. Double and dipping. Then, the yeah, double and, you, dipping. And, you grab, and you eat a chip. Dude, that shit was cool, dude. You say he had a cool ass fucking director and shit? Yeah, it was cool. His name was, uh, is, Simon Bros. He's like a, dude, we won an award. That commercial won an award. Like award. Because I, when I had my radio show on SiriusXM, I interviewed him. I called him up. Oh, right on. I had his number. I hit him up. I said, hey, I want to interview you on my show. Because I, you know, I knew that he's a really, he's a renowned commercial director in Latin America, in all of Latin America. Huge and then there. he redirected. Remember, remember when Paul Rodriguez was doing all those Verizon wireless commercials? Right. He was a director. Really? Here, yeah. It was uh, Simon Bros. They brought him from Mexico. He directed those in English and Spanish. God damn, dude. So yeah, he's a killer, dude. He's he's a, straight up renowned in that field. Badass dude. Yeah, he made like a movie that kind of, like I got. Nominated for some shit, but it was it wasn't. I've heard it wasn't that good. It was all right. How were you doing your fucking auditions back in the day? Did you have an agent, or are you just doing it through like LA casting and shit? I did through LA casting. All by yourself. Yeah, I started with an agent, and then she kept sending me Spanish shit. And I go, man, what the fuck? Why? Why do you only? I mean, I don't mind doing the Spanish shit, but why right. do you only send me? You know, you know, my at that time, like my Spanish was not as good. I go, I'm not gonna get it. Look, were you I'm, married by that time or no? 
Yeah, I think I was. No, no, no reason I'm asking is because if your Spanish wasn't that good, because I know you were going down there a little bit before you got married and everything. That's when you're re- yeah, yeah. learning to rework it and fucking be more fluent, right? Well, I got, no, dude, you know what that happened when I got my radio show? In Spanish? Yeah, because I remember I went for an interview. For, uh, I went they used to interview comedians. I think I think they had like Joey, Felipe, and them, and Willie, or somebody. They had all Somebody them. had a station at that, because I remember even I did in, it with even, you once. Even in Espanol, they used to go over there and they used to interview the comic. They always went, oh, Armando, Armando been there. No, no, yeah, yeah. I do, I do remember you saying something or him saying something. I sent that Armando. I think I sent Yeah, something. I think Cisco hooked it up. Yeah, yeah. And they and they would interview us. And then, so when I went in there, when I left, she goes, hey, man, would you like to be the host? And then I said, uh, the host, you know, the host of the show? She goes, yeah. She goes, you know, you you speak you speak better Spanish than we do. And, I'm like, <laughs> and in my mind, I was like, fuck, I can't. My I Spanish can't. sucks. Because I wanted to do Spanish comedy. And... Back then, and the reason, yeah, I, I, for a long time, and the reason I didn't do it was because of my Spanish. You didn't and think I, it was good enough? And I said, no, they're gonna they're gonna laugh at how I say it, not what I'm saying. And so, and so, I remember I thought about it. And I told my wife, I go, let me think about it. And then I told my wife, and she goes, do it. You could do it. You could do it. And I said, are you sure, man? I don't want to sound like an idiot. And then, uh, so what I did, I I said, fuck it, man. I'm gonna do it. But I started off doing just. Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, because they could only pay me like a certain amount, and I was like, "Well, I'm not gonna come every day for that much. Right? Well, you gonna you gotta pay me like what you pay, you know what you pay the other person. I'm from because then she wanted me not only be the host, but she wanted me to be the host, like the leader, the host host, the person who in and out of the breaks and you know, hey, Buenos dias, gracias por escuchar, radio en español. So, and um. When when we started doing all that, I said no. You didn't. I'm not gonna do it unless you you know you you guys pay me at least something that's fair, and at least or and at least promise me more in the future because, you know, I don't know. I mean, I didn't know shit, dude. And in my mind, I was like, they're probably making all kinds of money, and they you know they're keeping it. And they're shit. fucking me, bro. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know what I mean. Like you, how you feel? You feel? Yeah, that yeah. Way. You fucking. Why? You why is something. it? Why is it like? Latinos that we grew up in the hood, we always feel like people are trying to fuck us. Like I think poor people, period, fool. Yeah, we have that. We have that. Uh, that chip on your shoulder. That's like my wife calls not it not a like, conspiracy, but like persecution, like per, per, like we're per, being persecuted, like we're being persecuted, right? And if you can't prove it, you're really doing it to yourself. You are doing it to you yourself. Know what I mean, it's like fucking psychological warfare. Fool. Like you know, like like like, dude, why don't you go apply? Man, I'm not gonna go apply, dude. They don't. They only hire like, dude. You, <laughs> you're already knocking. Can yourself you stop out. that shit? Like. I, that's something that I've had to change in my life because I, I fell right into it. I didn't want to do the radio show because I didn't believe I could do it, you know. And then I did it, and then fucking they loved it went me. Okay, or it went dude, good. you know what was the greatest compliment when I did my show? I think not once, but twice, or maybe three times, somebody called the show and said, "I used to listen to Howard Stern every day, man, but since I heard your show, I don't listen to him anymore." When they told me that, I was like, fuck, dude. locutor. So then you think to yourself, well, fuck, where's my Howard Stern money? Right? <laughs> yeah, right? You know what I mean? Like, you, that's, you, start, you start believing that. That old Spanish proverb. Dog, yeah, dude. Uh, Tijuana it, it wasn't all, built in a day. It, it always goes way. back to money. It always goes back to money. And you don't think if you're doing it just for the money or the money comes into the equation, it kind of knocks something out in the fucking... Um, but I, think, I think if, you, if, it's, if you're genuine and you're genuinely having fun... And people, because people are not stupid. People sense whether you, people know if you're fake or not. They right. they know if you're fake or they not. They pick up on those for the things. like ninety eight percent. There's some people who are really good that people we know that are really fake and 
and they they sell it off as like oh they're genuine or shit. Good acting instructors. Eh? The good acting instructors over here. I just took a couple of classes at, at Strasburg. Strasburg. That's the most thing. <laughs> What's the other one? There's another one. Stanislavski. Stanislavski. In, in the, the Stanislavski I do method. Method, af- method acting. Yeah. Anyway, but you know, what I mean, like, I think most people, the general public, they can tell, especially Latinos, or they can tell when you're someone's fake or not. Yeah, if you're pulling punches and shit anywhere, yeah. dude. Yeah. I think the broker you are in the setting, you know, uh, clubs and like, you know, the closer you are to railroads, the more fucking they can sense your bullshit right away. And that's the thing. Like, I think like people with money and shit, they think that we can't tell. I and think they're just over it. They don't give a fuck. If and you they can don't. Tell they really not. don't. They don't yeah. care. I they think it, that's like if you know if you know or not. They don't care if you know or not. You're right. They if do you, if you don't have gas in your house, you're the only one that cares. If they if they do, yeah. they're living nice and warm when it's all cold. They don't yeah. give a shit if you are though. Exactly. You know what I'm saying, but oh, why? Yeah. But that's not even poor versus rich. I think that's just our system of like uh, capitalism. No. Yeah, I hate uh, arguing. Entitlism. I, I, I hate arguing with white people, man. Why, fool? Because I, I, I you're I, white, bro. I always, I know I'm light, like this. <laughs> it's funny. It's always like that. Because people say that it's, it's a, it's, it's, a, it's an issue of being light skinned Latino, light skinned black. But I think once they find out that you're Latin or whatever, it's like it doesn't matter. You're arguing black versus white. Yeah, but I feel, but I feel like I always think like white people. If you, you even if you prove your point, it's like they're like. Woof. Of course I'm right. I'm white. You know, like I think maybe you some cannot, could be that you, way. You can't be right. You're, you're you're beneath. Like I I always feel that way, and it makes me fucking angry. Just the fact that somebody wouldn't want to debate you or go into an argument with you, argument with but you, they don't, would but probably they, mean they're that. Pro- but they're probably not like that. No, it's just it's your me. own. I'm you're, creating you're this own. in my mind. Yeah, yeah. You're fucking kind of. I'm crazy. the racist. I'm the racist one. Yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking they are. I think I'm that the is. Racist. I think that's a form of racism. But dude. why are we? Why are we like that? Why are we? Why? why I, I think it's like all everything. It's how, it's how you're raised. It's how you perceive things. It's how like the movies you yeah, watch. My mom, stuff. my mom was not the best fucking. That and like, dude, like, I mean, <laughs> my I'm not gonna, very negative. Yeah, my my parents were like, I mean, I don't know how your parents were like towards black people. My parents weren't racist towards black people. I got family members that are. And no, I my, maybe, da- my dad maybe wasn't. That, my that's mom, why I am. You know, I don't think my mom was different. Ra- my mom was not racist. Like she knew I had a black girlfriend. She knew I had a black girlfriend, but um, my stepdad. I think he, you know, somebody, I don't know who told me. I think my stepdad told me, he goes, your mom's racist. And I go, what do you mean? Yeah, I told her you had a black girl here. And she said, so what? He's not going to marry her. <laughs> there you go. I dude. was like, what the fuck? And so that goes. What if I did? I, but you know what? It's funny that if I did, I know my mom wouldn't care. Like she, I, don't, I, I have no idea what drove her to say that. I mean, I don't know if that was, those were true feelings. But I know my mother. But I think it's the Mexican way because Mexicans are always like <coughs> Mexicans are are fucking cruel. Like when 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 a, when a, Some, again, when a light all. when a light complected guy marries a dark skinned girl or a fair, you know, they always say, oh, "I hope she doesn't he, the baby doesn't have her color. I hope he comes out like the father. I hope she has blue eyes and green eyes like the father." That's, That's somebody like, that grew like, up like, uh, thinking that light skinned people are more superior just because they're lighter skinned. Yeah. And when it's not like I told Latinos you before, do that a lot. A, some do. I don't think all of them. No, do. a lot. But I think um, that's something again that that you got from growing up, from yeah. what your parents used to call darker skinned people, or whatever. Like people but in the think, end, people it's not think about I had it better because I'm light complected, blonde. I, I had blonde hair and then light col- colorized, and people think I had it easier. I got it worse because people fucked with me. 
Well, you have to, I guess, in in the setting you are too, and you know, yeah. in L.A., you have to prove yourself self more if you're down. Yeah, you know, just and I was, and I was a nerd, dude. I was like a straight A student in school and shit, honors, honors uh, classes and shit. And that was even worse. So now you're light skinned and you're a good fucking student. That's a double whammy. <laughs> like, oh, who do you think you are, fucking Gorbachev's son or some shit? <laughs> 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 you need but I, I definitely think it's the way you're raised and uh, your outlook and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think you can fucking read books and fucking see what it's not really like that people in th- that, that way. But um, I think a lot of people don't take the effort. I don't think a lot of people read too. I think a lot mm. of people are misinformed and follow the same fucking conventions. Exactly. Well, because we take we you know how dude. That's what and I'm I have saying. a question for you. When you say that, like, all right, you feel like that you can't argue with white people. Do you feel that way when you argue with black people? When you argue with other Latinos? And uh, and one thing I was going to say because I've seen you argue with black people over sports and black people and that's why I kind of wanted I was asking you a lot of sports yeah. questions because a lot of and I and this is my sense but I think it's true and I'm not I'm not misspeaking I think a lot of black people that are good athletes or you just have a good mind on sports period because they're they were athletes or yeah. they know a lot about they have basketball insight. they have insight yeah um, they think may think they're more dominant overall on sports other than a Latino dude because what do you know you know soccer boxing come on yeah. dog we do uh, from baseball to boxing and no football. but i think the, i think the the uh, the difference with myself is i've also coached football and not only coached it like not pop one or shit i coached high school football i know high school is not college not pros but i'm a very i'm a student of the game and i've studied i've read books by belichick i've read books by um gus malzahn head coach at auburn university so i've i've read up i've read no i've i've uh I'm trying to think of the names of a lot of these people that I've read up on that different offense. Cause I'm an offensive guy and I've, I've been an offensive coordinator and shit as a coach. So all the stuff I've read, people don't know. I've read that and they don't know how well I know the game and how I know, like I can watch football and I can, I, I know what defense, pick apart their de- defense I, or offense. I've never played in NFL, but I could, I could pick apart our defense. I know what they're going to do. I know what they're, I know what they're stopping and I know where they're vulnerable. That's that we could, and and that's that's a football coach that knows football. You can, knows that a defense cannot stop completely stop an offense. You cannot complete. You leave okay, when when you when you play a certain defense, you're leaving yourself vulnerable somewhere. And 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 smart coaches will pick up on that by watching film. That's why they talk about watching film so much. By watching film, you learn much, a lot about. Let me ask you this: So then, what the fuck happened to the um, Seattle Seahawks a couple years ago in that uh, Super Bowl when they gave the ball to Homeboy and he couldn't run it in for a touchdown? Why they, they threw st- and they threw it and they picked it off? Remember? Yeah, yeah. Well, like, I'm gonna tell you what the offensive co- coordinator said. Was it wasn't it a run though? No, he threw it. Remember they threw it and the Patriots intercepted okay. it. And people said you should have run it because they had um, a Lynch, Marshawn Lynch. Right. Now. When they interviewed the offensive coordinator of the Seahawks, you know, uh, they asked him. They said, "Why did Why didn't you run the ball?" I was shocked you threw it, and he's that was and his response was, "Well, you just answered the question right there. You said you were shocked I threw it. Well, I thought they would be shocked too, but obviously they weren't. They intercepted it, and, and then we lost." You see what I'm saying? Because they were saying that because they would usually run it. They were doing it all year, no, right? They were, no, because they had, the play before that, they had just run the ball and then they got, Lynch got it spot. down to the one. And they said, why didn't you give it to him again? They faked it and threw it. But nobody ever gives that guy credit. He made a hell of a play, dude. Nine out of ten? Nine? No. 
maybe 99 out of 100 is a Would touchdown. It? It's a touchdown. That play. Oh, that 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 play. The, the way they put. I've that never play. seen someone make that play. I still to date have not seen one someone a defensive player make that play. I haven't seen anyone. I to nobody, pick it off. Yeah, nobody gives that guy credit. I forgot his name from the Patriots, the DB. But they say what's funny is this is how badass. And you think that that DB read it, fool? What it was? No. What what I would right it place, was right time. Belichick, being the fucking phenomenal coach he is. They said they practiced that in, 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 in practice. Really? So if this he, scenario goes down. This is what they're going to run. They knew they ran that play. It was the last play of the game. They still haven't run it. They're going to run it right now. Yeah, who knows? But they had practiced it enough where muscle memory says, go around this guy. He's what's, picking you. What's the secret to Belichick's uh, uh, success? Just fucking. Because suppose it wasn't his dad a coach and stuff. Tireless play- studying, dude. I mean, Really? Yeah, dude. And what's that whole bullshit with them with the deflate gate and then that whole thing when they got caught cheating in somebody else's stands and like watching <laughs> oh, their practice? They were, they were filming the Rams yeah. during this, before the Super Bowl. I don't know, dude. It's all I mean, bullshit. you still, you still. We're just like with success comes I mean, scrutiny. what's fucked up is you can figure out the signs and then be like, oh, we're going to call this defense against that shit. Because like I said, if you know what they're calling, then you can call a defense to stop what they're doing. Because now you know where to, how you can attack them, but when in in football the offense always has the advantage. Football the offense always has the advantage. Why is that? Because they know where they're going. As a defense, you don't know where they're going. They could they could line up yeah, in, and you're backing up. They could line up in multiple formations and run the same play, and you you you're assuming oh they're only they're gonna run this play. You you can't assume. What you're waiting? I mean, you're a fucking linebacker. Think about it. You're standing there. You don't know if they're running the ball or throwing the ball. And you got to be ready to either come up and make the tackle or drop back. And that shit happens so fast that if you hesitate too long by stepping up, like if you take one step forward, they beat you They beat you on a pass behind you. Now think about that. Think about how fast that happens in a split second. It happens. And fucking, and so who has the advantage? The offense does. Damn, and that shit I'd never even fucking knew. You think, With well, that being you, when said, you watch it, you think about it. Since we're, uh, since, yeah, and I don't really watch it. I mean, I watch the Raiders. <laughs> yeah. I like them. Yeah, but I mean, that's because Bo Jackson because of their colors. You stood next to football players like professional. Oh, football. they're fucking enormous, dog. They're giants. Yeah, fuck yeah. Dude. And people who say, oh, I could have done that shit. Yeah, right. Up. I have a question for you. So, what's up with the Raiders? How do you see them oh, for the Raiders rest of the season? Good, dude. You know, I've been saying for the last. I'm not a Raider fan, but I've been saying for the last three years. I said, the Raiders are going to be good next year. Raiders are going to be good next year. <laughs> and finally, they're good. But, you know, I saw something. They're just building the team or what? I think they finally got a line, dude. Like, you yeah. Watch, when you watch good teams, it's line. It's not like we, we like to fall in love because the, the, quarterback. Run, the running backs are sexy. The quarterbacks, it's a sexy position. I mean, those are the good-looking, fit ones. But the big dudes that are up in front, if you're only as good as they are, man. If you don't have a good line, you're fucked. I don't give a fuck who you have. You can have Bo Jackson, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice. It's a line. And everybody, all those guys on your team. If you had if you had all those guys on your team, but you had the Cleveland Browns line, you ain't winning a game. You ain't winning a game. Because they're terrible. That's why the, the Browns are 0-10 or 0-9 right now. They're, right. They're not going to win a game. Let's switch over to basketball real quick. What was up with fucking uh, Phil... Uh Homeboy from uh, Phil Jackson, yeah, from the Bulls to the Lakers. He, his secret was that triangle offense. Oh yeah, the triangle, dude. He got the triangle offense from Tex Winners. Who's that fool? Tex Winners created, I, or he was the one that taught it to him. I don't know if he created it, the Tex, the triangle, but he taught it to Phil Jackson. And Tex Winners graduated from Huntington Park High School, bro. Are you serious? That's where you coach? That's where he went. To, that's where he went to high school. Uh, Tex Winners. Tex Winners. But didn't you coach there? I did one. Yeah, I coached there. Football. Two years, yeah. 
And what? And hey, what, I won Coach of the Year. There, there you go, dog. Fucking. Uh, I got so, voted Coach of the Year. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> this fool, dog. No, we didn't. We because the envelope, please. Our rec- our record was like four and six. Like we weren't like, but they said that the guy told me the improvement. The reason. The, the reason. No, because we were. He said. You guys, all no. He said you guys were the <laughs> toughest team to prepare for. Because they like, didn't know what you're gonna do. They didn't know what we, we, we like. I'm telling you, we line up in several formations, but we can run the same play out of all those formations. And you think, oh shit, now they're gonna throw it because it looks like a throwing format, and we run the run play. It. We just ran right before. Psych them out. There was one game where I ran the same play eight straight times, and in less than, and it, I think we had like two minutes and thirty seconds, and we scored in uh, we scored in a minute and thirty, and no huddle. Run it again. Just I just changed the formation. Line up in this form, and we ran the same. It was a counter. We ran the counter eight straight times. Damn. I mean, we didn't even throw the ball once. But in high school, when you get a first down, they stop the clock, like in college. Another question. So, what was the deal with his uh, triangle offense? With what, did he do it the same way with the Bulls, and then came back and did it with uh, Kobe? Yeah, with and the Shaq? Lakers, and he and he still believes in that shit, dude. He still. I mean, you know, he's the president of the Knicks. But he still believes. From I was reading some shit the other day. He still believes in the triangle offense. He thinks it's. It's the best offense because it gets everyone involved. Like it's, you know, you watch the Lakers the last couple of years with Kobe and shit. It was just like uh, isolation. Like give him the ball and then everybody get out the way, you know. <laughs> and uh, is that's not fun to watch, right? I mean, you 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 rather see the ball moving around, motherfuckers jumping, dunking. You think shit. that was a bad thing for the Lakers? You know what? I'm I don't care. At the time, I said, you know what, dude, he deserve. I like to think you're a fan of a team that's not stingy with their players. I mean, I know the owners make a lot of money. So a lot of people were mad and say, "No, oh, man, Kobe's an a hole because he took those what forty eight million mm-hmm. for those last two years when he knew he was done and shit." Hey, you would have took those forty eight million, right? You have taken them. Oh fuck yeah, dude! And I think he, you know, I mean, he won them five championships. I mean, not alone, but I'm saying he was part of five championships. Think of he. He's the guy that used to sell out Staples Center. I mean, people paid to come oh, see him. Oh fuck yeah! I remember talking so, to the scalpers, going, "Man, is it the day that you don't want that you don't want to spend a lot of money? Just come when Kobe don't play." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Damn, all right." You see what I mean? So you yeah, you think about that, and then you think about every city they went to, how much they they, they were sold out because of Kobe. Like last time, last chance to see Kobe Bryant. You know what I mean? It has that uh, that monetary effect to it? Yeah. So he was well worth those twenty four million. I mean, I ticket mean, sales, doc. He still sold. T- I mean, they sucked and they sold tickets. How many teams can say that? Well, except the Cubs. And, wh- and what the fuck happened to the Indians, dog? And, who knows? It's that little Wahoo, racist Wahoo they got on their hat. Oh, this fool, it's, dog. It's uh, like the Redskins. Maybe they're going to have, you know, maybe it's going to be, uh, maybe they're going to have bad luck for eternity. Maybe somebody, you know, burnt their 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 nail clippings. <laughs> this fool. <laughs> Fucking uh, real quick before we wrap up. Where are you from, dude? I know you're from L.A., but, like, to break down where the fuck you're from. I was born. Let me see. I was born. Because so, I remember you telling me, I'm from L.A., bro. I was born in Martin Luther King Hospital. Yeah, bro. Martin Luther King. Watts. They shut it down, bro. They shut it down already. <laughs> yeah, they shut it down. It's the worst, probably the worst hospital in the country, I think. When I you were time. born? No, it was brand new when I was born. It was kick-ass? It was, I don't know. No, they sent me home sick, my mom said. I almost died. From what? So, I, they started off wrong, dude. I don't know. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. They were like, yeah, just... Take this baby lady and get the fuck out of here. And how the fuck <laughs> did you end up at Long Beach State? Um, well, so hold on, let me tell you. I was born in Watts. <laughs> I grew up in Huntington Park, and then I went to uh, like 
four high schools, five high schools. Quick question: Was Huntington Park the way it is today when you were a kid? No, there was a, it was it was more diverse actually. There were what white, the fuck happened? There were white people in Huntington Park. So I was just talking was to Gracie, kid. and she was telling me the same thing about how when she grew up. Yeah, well, Paramount. It was like 50/50. Dude, I remember driving on Seven Ten Freeway to Long Beach, and there were like cow fields. There's dairy. There were dairy farms all in Norwalk and all that shit. Paramount right? Paramount and Paramount. Paramount? Yeah, and didn't they go east to, towards where I'm from? So, and now they're in the high desert. Yeah. Towards Long Beach and then up. I, I, what year know, was that? In the eighties? Uh, yeah, in the eighties. The, the early late early eighties, late seventies, early eighties. They they had cow fields, and then I remember I remember Orange County being orange groves. I remember driving to TJ and just orange groves all the way down there, huh? all the way down to San Diego, man. Orange I remember groves. my friend Crampton used to say, "Yeah, one day it's gonna be a concrete jungle jungle from uh, L.A. to San Diego. You just watch." And it's already there, dude. Yeah, man. How about Riverside? I mean. Same thing. About, it was all of, orange. Think fields. about how, but think about how far it seemed to Los Angeles back then. And now it doesn't. It never really seemed that far no? to me. No, nah, we weren't on horseback or in a car, dude. <laughs> Everybody says fucking far. No, nah, I'm in the fucking New we York need, is far. Sacramento que, is far. Tenemos que ir a traer agua. Someone tell caballo. Get on the you horse. Mean? We need to bring a car. We need to bring a decent car. It'll go by faster and smoother, dude. You know, dude, but we used to drive to TJ, and I mean, they—you're a kid. Everything seems like an but eternity. Supposedly, like in the early '80s, going to TJ was a different road that was longer, right? It was a five. There was yeah. no 805. Then they there you built go. the 805. They made that shortcut so you didn't have to go downtown. So they said they did. I remember, dude. I remember when it was new, and my aunt, my mom, arguing. No, el 805. No, el 805. El 805. El 805. El 805. And it was more diverse. You guys, ever do, you guys ever do that? You ever do that with your siblings? Like, not talk? Oh, fuck. I think we spent years <laughs> not talking. And my mom and my aunt haven't spoken for years. Dude. And uh, it was more diverse as far as, like, what? Just white kids and Hispanic kids, Latinos? No, or? there was a lot of Latinos, but but you had white kids that lived. And, you know, white, uh, white surnames and shit. And, you know, now it's, like, now it's 1,000% Latino or, you know, man. I don't want to say Mexican because there's less Central Americans as well. Right. Salvadorians, Guatemalans. Yeah, dude. Fuck, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy. I mean, the population. How the fuck? Dude, I don't know how the fuck they keep uh, estimating how many Latinos are in this country because I think they they, they only have half the number. You yeah. Look, look, you look think it's these, more than 12 look million? Look at these streets, dude. It's becoming Mexico City where every street is congested. You, you can't even find parking, dog. No, you can't find parking. Traffic today, Traffic, for example. Every street is congested. I mean, there used to be shortcuts. Little streets you could take, they're congested. Yeah, now it used to be one part. If you can get one part of LA in about 15, 20 yeah. minutes, now it's an hour, no matter what. You went to Mexico City. You saw oh, the traffic, yeah. oh, right? Oh, dude. How bad was it? Fucking horrible. Gridlock to the fucking core, dog. <laughs> Gridlock. Dude. There's a my, certain kind my, of little times, that, pockets where you can get in and it'll flow. But other you know, than that... I do shows in Mexico, so we wouldn't do it in Spanish. And I, we wouldn't... I want to do a show at nine o'clock. The show's at nine. I remember this is like one of the first times. So my friend picks me up at two thirty or three and he goes, Bring your shit. And I go, What do you mean, bring my shit? He goes, Yeah, you're probably not gonna come back. We're just gonna go eat. He goes, We're gonna go eat and then we'll probably just head to the show. I go, dude, it's it's three o'clock. It was three o'clock. I go, the show's at nine. He goes, Yeah, the fucking you don't know the traffic here. Swear to God, we had to fucking go straight to the damn show after we went to go eat because of the traffic because where we went. It was a little ways, so it wasn't even a long ways. It's just the traffic made it a little ways and find parking. And over there, they have that shit where some people no circula. Like yeah, certain, like certain, certain day, your license plate number yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that shit didn't work. Fuck, dude. And I was going to ask, so, all right, you went to, for, what, a handful of high schools? Yeah, dude, I went to Ven- why is that, Venice fool? High School because I, 
Like I went to Venice High School because I was there with the suicidals and shit. Yeah, that's why I went. Dude. What was that? That's when suicidal was at the at its peak. Yeah, well, nah, that's, that's not why. That's not this why. <laughs> no, I went there because they had a foreign language magnet school, and I wanted. And at the time, I wanted to learn Russian. And I wanted to be a foreign exchange student. You probably were Gorbachev's son, eh? No, and I wanted to help bring down the wall. I swear to God. I swear to God. Fucking freedom fighter over here. Because you know when you're a kid, you know, like, you know, when you're a kid, there's things that happen that you don't expect it. Like, we didn't expect the wall to come down. To. I didn't, you gave a fuck about the wall? At the time, I did. I don't know why. I was listening to Pink Floyd. <laughs> so I didn't want the no, wall. No, that's cool, though, because you know what? I remember those times when America was still, like... It seemed like it was way more patriotic than it is now. Well, we're in the Cold War. Yeah, man. well, I remember Reagan. Com- it was always that competition. I remember Russian Reagan not begging or demanding, Gorbachev, tear down yeah. that wall. Yeah, it was always an issue. Like, every once a month or, like, a couple, you know, it'll get closer. Or, you know, we're getting closer to more conflict with Russia. Yeah. And now and we want to build on how Iran. And right? back and back then, it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't just Russia. It was a USSR. Yeah. But you know what's funny is that wall was in Berlin. So it divided Berlin east from west. That was it. It didn't divide the whole country. That was just weird. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah. So you could go around. What, what did, did you go around, around the wall? Could you no, go around? I think no, but it used to be also, East Germany and West Germany. Yeah, but right? they had borders around their own country. That way oh, you can't go around the wall and then jump the other walls through the other country. But it was East Germany and West Germany, right? Yeah, but and East Germany was the uh, communist. So maybe it was divided down the middle and Berlin was down the middle. So, I mean, because I know the wall was in Berlin, the main wall. And that's just a city. That's just the. Uh, the capital. So who knows? But I remember watching that. And I, so I, I went to a, uh, I went to a magnet school, and then man, I I played football there, and then I got an F in Russian because I took Russian, and uh, I said, well, there goes that. Yeah, I go it was that the fucking Berlin Wall. I go, I go. This is what I came for. I came to take Russian, and I failed it. So I mean, I might as well get the fuck out of here because I was getting up. Not only that, I was getting bus to school. And so I had to get up early, man. Like five, get schoolboy Q over here, dog. I think about five, <laughs> five thirty to catch the bus to you know to Venice, the school bus. So I said, you know what? I told my mom I don't want to go to Venice anymore. I go, I'm gonna come closer. And but I didn't. I like I lived in Huntington Park at the time. I didn't want to go to Huntington Park. I wanted to go to Bell, which is a city over, because my cousin went there. I wanted to go to school with him. He told me go to school with me. You can use my address. So I used his address. His school was overpopulated, so they bust me fucking further. They bust me to Birmingham High School out in like where the fuck is that? Balboa, Balboa, Lake Balboa, like past they were still bussing motherfuckers at that time. Yeah, too? this is like when Ice Cube was going to the. Uh, this is when Ice Cube. I mean, Ice Cube was a little older than me. I think a couple of years older, but Ice Cube was going to a to a Taft High School. He went to Taft. He got bust. Actually, he's a he's like yeah, he's like four years older than me. Really, Ice Cube four or five or something like that, or six. I don't remember. It was some. I was like, "Damn!" I thought he was older. I thought he was fifty already, because he just seemed so much older when I was a little kid. I was a little kid. But dude, Ice Cube, like Ice Cube was going to Taft. Like he went to Taft. He went. To, they had all that busing shit because all the schools were overcrowded over here. So I went to Birmingham, and I lasted there a semester. I never went to class, dude. Never went to class. I used to just miss the bus on purpose to not go. So and so then I got out of there and I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm just going to go back to Huntington Park High School. I'm going to go to my high school where I live. And they were overcrowded. So they bust me to Banning High School out in Wilmington. So now I'm in Banning High School in Wilmington for a semester. 
and I see people getting jumped like almost every day. And I'm like, oh, fuck this school. I don't want to go to this school. It's, it's dangerous. I told my mom, it's dangerous, man. You got to get me out of there. You got to get me out of there. I talk, What the fuck was going on over there? They were just they were just jumping people. People were getting jumped every day. Over like, gang shit or just gang random? Shit, gang shit. But still, you get scared when you see it. You know what I mean? We're, bring, we're around the school bus. So anyways, so I go back to my, I go back to school. I go, look, I was hoping if, by telling them that it was dangerous, they would open up a spot and bring me back to the high school, to Huntington Park, so I could come to the, the home school. And they said, no. And this happened at the end of the semester. So I went every semester I was going to a different school. So at the end of the semester, they, they changed me and they go, all right, we got a spot for you at Locke. And I'm like, oh, my God. I was like, de Guatemala, Guatepeor, dude. From, I went from Banning High School in Wilmington to Locke in Watts. And that was a hardcore fucking high school. I had shootings every day. And shit. Dude, I remember being in the front of the school and a car drove up and threw up a B sign. And the dudes that were like five feet from me throwing up crib signs. And then, I see, and then I saw the guy pull out the, the shotgun and pointed at in that direction. And I said, holy shit. I got up and I ran, dude. I, I booked left. They were to my right. Full said booked. I booked left. <laughs> I broke left. Fuck. And uh, I don't, they didn't shoot because I, I would have heard it. But I was like, holy shit, man. So, I, I, dude, I was ditching class sitting on campus. That's how big that high school was? Like, no. Well, people like, just didn't give a didn't fuck. give a fuck. I'm sitting... I was sitting there on the curb. I was sitting on the curb. I think, I don't know what I was looking at, like through uh, through my notebook or something, just by myself because I didn't want to go to class. And I was just sitting there, and those guys pulled into the school parking lot and then came, drove up and threw the B sign. They threw the crib sign, and then they shot the shotgun out. I was like, holy shit. I took off. But I felt safer at that school than I did at Banning because I played baseball there. And the, all the guys on the, on the baseball team, a lot of them were football players as well, big dudes. And they're like, Hey man, and my friend, my friend Antoine, Antoine Redman, he was a badass running back, big fucker. He used to fucking curl, like he used to get the curl bar, and put like forty uh, fives in a twenty five and just curl that shit. God damn! I just I couldn't even bench that, and he was curling it. You know what I mean? So anyway, so he used to be like, hey, he used to call me Radio Rahim from a uh, fight from a uh, do the right thing. Yeah. He said, because I used to be talking, and he's like, you Radio Raheem like a motherfucker. He used to tell me. He goes, hey, hey, Radio, come over here, homie, shit. Don't be hanging out over there. They're jumping fools. He goes, we don't worry. And then he, dude, they would walk me to class. My, 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 my so they're just straight grabbing people and fucking them up. <laughs> what happened was some some gang crossed out another gang, and they were jumping the other gang, and it, they didn't care. They would ask you, and sometimes they didn't care. You said no. They'd still hit you, so they beat you up. So they were they protected me. They told me hang out. They used to play dominoes, and I would just sit with them. And you graduated from that school? Fuck no. Then okay, so then, <laughs> so then we moved. So then the summer came after that semester. We moved. Get Beverly the, Hillbillies. Those are my there. first two years. I just went to four high schools. My first two years, and then we moved, and I went to Paramount High School. My last two years. And that's where you graduated from? Yeah, dude. If I wouldn't, if we wouldn't have moved, dude, I wouldn't have graduated high school. I would have dropped out. I would have dropped out. That's how bad it was getting. Eleventh. Yeah, I didn't want to go to school. And and I was, even though I played baseball and shit, dude. I remember my teacher. I remember my, my my English teacher. They did some like state some state testing shit, and I scored high, dude, like super high. And she goes, "Oh my god, no wonder you're never here. You're bored. You're bored in my classroom. This is like way. This is remedial stuff. This is way beneath you." Oh, they're fucking dealing with Stephen Hawking and shit. And I was like, "Wow, they kicked me out! Of, they kicked me out of the honor system because my grades got because I would ditch school. I wouldn't go to class. I mean, there was, there was a time I didn't go to school for two weeks straight. 
the fuck would you do, dude? Roam the streets, take off. My mom would be at work and shit. I mean, now you look at back, you look back on it, and you're like, damn, my mom's over there fucking going to school, working, a single mother, and I'm over here fucking ditching school. Like something could have happened to me, and that would have ruined my mom's life. Like you think about that shit when you're older, you know what I mean? Fucking hypotheticals. Yeah, there. dude, no, I mean, that shit crosses your mind, dude. Nah, I mean, you don't think about when you're young. When I was young, dude, I mean, <laughs> I, it was fuck. girls. I would go anywhere. Like girls would fucking. I didn't even have a car, and I take the fucking bus to goddamn Van Nuys, dude, from Huntington Park. Are you serious? Yes, sir. This fool. Some girl I went to school with, or whatever. Yeah, dude. And uh, I was gonna. And you got shot too. You told me one time, right? Yeah, when I was or seventeen. You, you, you got uh, from lying to my mom, dude. I remember, I, I remember I used to tell my mom, I'm going to my dad's house because they were divorced. They divorced when I was like eight. I'm going to my, my dad's house and then um, I would go to my friend's house because my mom and my dad didn't. That's why it's important people divorce. They maintain communication because your kids will lie to both of you. They'll use one against the other. I used to do that. I used to tell my mom, I'm going to my dad's house and I wouldn't go. I'd go to my friend's. But the reason I wouldn't tell her to go to my friend's because she would tell me they're going to shoot you there one day. You keep going there. Don't behold if it didn't happen at a party or what the fuck? Yeah, well, we went. What, what happened, dude? It was spring break, my senior year, first day of spring break. It was Friday night. We had just gone out of school. It's Friday. Friday. Night. We had just gone out of school that Friday. We were off the rest of the whole next week. Spring break. You left and your I, backpack at home get, and everything. And I get fucking shot. And so I spend the rest of the spring break with my leg up. And the, and what the fuck happened? On crutches. They they didn't shoot at me. They were sh- I got caught in in a you know I got caught in the middle. They're shooting at someone else and they hit me. Gang shit. Yeah, gang shit. It was crazy, dude. I was like, "What the fuck?" I never thought it'd be. Sh- but you know, it's funny because I got shot with buckshot. I didn't know what buckshot was. Oh, I, trying to kill a pheasant or what? I, I had never heard of that. <laughs> well, like, dude, I mean, buckshot. Go people booyah. laugh at that shit, but somebody was telling me if they shoot you close enough, they'll blow your leg off. Fuck yeah. Because it spreads, yeah. dude. And if it catches that big old clump, they yeah, can fucking rip a chunk that they can't fucking, uh, yeah, what's that called? Skin graft on, dude. <sighs> but I got fucking. You're looking like a fucking. Uh, you know, I do x-rays. You can still see the little I, pellets in there because I still have them. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Little white spots. I can, I can feel them on my leg. And, and what happened? Did you get hit? You weren't able to walk? It was that bad? Or just yeah, like, dude. I remember we went back to school. I was on crutches still. I was really? I was on crutches. Yeah, swollen. How many caught your ass? They had me on codeine for the pain. Dude, the pain. Dude, that shit hurt, dude. That's your leg. Your leg starts burning up. Like, like, heat, it heats up. Like, fuck. Like, cause it's trying to, like, like what? On, regenerate? Like, it's, on, like it's, fi- like it's on fire. Like, and it, and then, and then it, it locked up. My leg locked up. Really? Dude? So when I would straighten it out, you ever, like, got, like, a cramp? It was like that? It was like that. I tried to straighten it out. I was like, ah, cause I wanted to straighten it out. Cause I, I'd get tired. And that's from the buckshot hitting the mes- muscle tissue or Just, what? Yeah. And they didn't, they didn't take them. The reason they didn't take them out. Is because they said it would probably cause more cha- more uh, damage to my nerves than you know than than the pellets are gonna than the damage that the pellets are gonna do. Said so the pellets are not gonna make any damage or create any damage in your leg. So, but if we dig in there, we could cause damage. Really? So it's better you just stay with stick with them there. They're because they're made out of like salt rock or something like that. They'll dissolve know. eventually or what? No, they don't. I don't know what the fuck they're made out of, but they weren't made out of like lead because if it was lead, and they, they have to take them out. They would have to take them out. They used to be made out of lead, but they stopped making them out of lead. Did you stop lying to your parents after that? Oh, dude, fuck yeah, that was it. That was a, that was the it, dude. I got shot. <laughs> Seventeen years old, I was crying like a little bitch. Welcome I to thought, L.A. I, I thought I was gonna die, dude. Are you serious? Yeah, I said, oh, I'm gonna fucking die. I was cussing out the sheriffs because the ambulance took forever. You just got hysterical. Then. I got hysterical. You, like, were you in shock? Yeah, dude. That was That's what shit. it was. Dude. At first, I drug I str- I drug myself into the house. I opened the back door, 
and drug myself. You could see the blood, just the blood streak across the kitchen floor. Oh, so is that you were leaking out a lot? Yeah, dude. I had all these little holes on my leg. And when I saw the little holes, I'm like, what the fuck are those? I was looking for the hole. Like, you know, I thought bullets. I was looking for a big hole. And all I seen was little just... And then I and then and then I had just did brand new clothes I had just bought for spring break. Just went to Miller's Outpost, eh? <laughs> no, no. I, you remember, that's when Guess Guess was popular. Like Look Guess Bugle Boy. So I, just bought, I just bought these Guess shorts. Like, and I was like, no, not my Guess, because I had to cut them. And I was, no, not my Guess. But it was already full of little holes and everything all over. Did they so, catch the guys that did it? Yeah, they caught them, dude. Did you go to the trial or anything, or you didn't give a fuck? Yeah, I went. They 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 sent me and shit. It was crazy, dude. It was crazy. It was. I I I told him the truth. I said I didn't see him. I didn't see him because I didn't see him. I mean, I can't tell you. I can't honestly tell you that's the guy. Were they forcing you to say you did though? No, they didn't no. force me to say shit. But I'm like, but I think other people had seen him. See, what happened was the full story was we went to Hollywood that night, my buddy and I, because we knew the possibility of something like this happening. We knew there was we knew there was a possibility of something like this happening or trouble. So we didn't want to hang out the party because we knew what kind of people like his cousins were and shit. So we went to Hollywood. We came back. The party was still going on, but the window was smashed on their parents' truck that was in the driveway because the parents had gone to Palm Springs for the weekend or for the week for spring break. And we're like, what the fuck? So they had kicked these guys out. And when they left, they threw a brick at the windshield and broke it, busted it. So those are the guys that came back and shot. So I wasn't there. They didn't even know who the fuck I was. But then, on the, you know, when they came back and shot, they didn't look. Oh, is that? The, no, that's not. They it. just blasted. They just blasted. They didn't care. You were the only one that got? No, hit? like three of us. One dude got him in both legs. One girl got one in her, in the front of her foot. She had to get operation to get it out. I'm like, oh, that doesn't make no sense. God damn, <laughs> dog. But yeah, dude, it's scary, dude. It's it's a scary. It's, when you get shot, man, it's not like you think it's never going to happen to you. <laughs> Ain't no joke, dog. Oh, nothing. Dude. Different we, than telling jokes, Hoppo. <laughs> yeah, fucking A, dude. I'd rather tell jokes. Right on. Thank you for doing this, man. Fucking A, anytime, man. Fuck Thank yeah, you. Dude, it was nice, dude. Oh, fucking, where could people get a hold of you? All my social media is Cisco Lucian. It's C-I-S-C-O-L-U-T-I-N. That's Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Every, Instagram. Everything. I, I wish yeah, I could dude. change it, man, but. <laughs> I, I hate explaining to people though, uh, L-U-T-I-O-N but that's, Join the revolution man. That was the No the evolution baby. Let's, <laughs> there we let's go. evolve together Fuck yeah Right on dog Yeah man Thank you guys very much For uh, listening to the uh, episode But I just wanted to give you guys A quick uh, recap On uh, the introduction The introduction was recorded Back in uh, December And uh, I was going to put them out But I just wanted to wait I didn't want to hit the 20 episodes Before the year's end and a lot of shit was going on. I was fucking uh, pretty much just hanging out with my girlfriend the whole time. I had a cool little break since uh, since um, Thanksgiving all the way up until uh, today. <laughs> oh, my God. OMG. So I just wanted to leave the uh, introduction as it was. I know there was uh, some few uh, comedy dates uh, that are now uh, long since and gone. But I also wanted to thank uh, the people that came out to the Flappers uh, show in uh, Claremont. 24 tickets sold, you know what I'm saying? We came uh, six tickets underneath our uh, quota, but we had the show anyways, and it went good. Uh, went up last, so that felt good. Thank you guys very much for coming out and uh, to uh, Muerto666 too. Uh, Claremont, baby. So we're going to be doing more of those shows. Um, also, um, uh, we have dates for uh, the uh, month of January. 
Um, I'm going to be uh, hosting for uh, Felipe at the Novo Theater in uh, Los Angeles, uh, January uh, 21st, right there at LA Live uh, Club uh, Novo, and it's originally the uh, Club Nokia. And it's going to be two shows. Uh, I believe it's seven and ten, or eight and ten. I think it's seven and ten. But uh, the uh, the first show sold out, so there's still tickets available for the last show. As of uh, last week is the last time I uh, checked or even heard anything. So um, we're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. I'll be uh, opening for Felipe there. That's January 27th through the 29th at the Punchline in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, Atlanta, Georgia. So all you people out there, um, including Cap G's uh, family, hit us up. We're going to be out there. Um, also, I will be at the Ontario Improv uh, January 12th, and that's my birthday, my birthday. Uh, yeah, so I'll be over there opening for Edwin San Juan in Ontario, California. Any uh, ticket information, just go to the uh, Ontario Improv uh, website and you can get uh, tickets there. So, yeah, man, thank you very much for listening. Um, thank you guys very much for com- coming out and uh, checking out the podcast. If you uh, can please subscribe to the podcast, that'll be great, either on uh, iTunes or uh, SoundCloud. And, uh, yeah, just uh, write a review, talk some shit, any questions or suggestions, you know what I'm saying? Or if you guys want to get a little bit more personal with it, just hit me at yeahmanpodcast at gmail.com. And that's Y-E-A-M-A-N podcast at gmail.com. And um, that's my uh, podcast um, email. Because I know some of you guys got my uh, my personal email and you guys uh, sent me messages through that. But let's keep going through the proper channels like uh, podcast at gmail.com, huh? So uh, happy New Year, everybody! Um, I hope uh, it was a good year for you, and uh, and uh, I hope uh, you guys have even a better year. You know what I mean? What's happening, ladies and gentlemen? Hope all is well, and wishing you all the best coming into this uh, new year, uh, 2017, and the world keeps turning, just like uh, just like always. Uh, all the new year is is uh, another. Um, I don't know. What what can you think? Um, just another. Uh, Closing on the uh, on the four fiscal quarters, right? Of the last three hundred and sixty-four days and twenty-four hours. Uh huh. Nonetheless, uh, there you have it. Feliz Año Nuevo. <laughs> it's been a while. You know what I mean? It's been a while. It's been since December fourth we uh, did a podcast. So uh, yeah, Happy New Year again, man. Um, I've been on sabbatical. <laughs> More like an extended vacay, but it's all gravy, man. I'm back. And um, what else? What else? Pretty uh, much uh, uh, here to chill. And put them all out, man. Fucking um. Oh, and that's the other reason why I left the um, the uh, the uh, Sequoia or in the Yosemite story. I left it originally intact how I told it because that's how it went down. I didn't want to lose any of the flavor, man. So yeah, hit up Cisco. Thank you guys very much for listening. We got a new uh, episode coming up on uh, maybe even tomorrow. I always say maybes or I'm gonna, but we're going to start flooding uh, the feed, man. We're going to get back into this fucking full fucking force. So thank you guys very much for listening. Keep shining and uh, check out this tune. Yeah, man.
I couldn't reply, that's just a killer, I don't regard.